What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we are on episode 60, man. It's crazy. 60. Huge that's milestone. Like, yeah, over a year already. Seriously, Been man. Yeah, so what, that's a year and two months. Something like that. That's Something crazy. like crazy. And 14 months of craziness. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> and you know we couldn't have a huge show like this without having our forever guest on. Exactly. Rebecca Kennedy. Her sixth appearance, which makes Woo! sense. It's, she's averaging every 10 episodes. Episodes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fantastic. Exactly. Every ten episodes, Rebecca Kennedy will be on. Oh my goodness! Plus, we also have Mark Valley coming on the show today, guys. You might know him from Boston Legal, Human Target, and so many other things. Yeah, he's got a podcast just like us out mm-hmm. and out right now, the Live Drop. So that's really what he was a great. I can't wait for everybody to hear his interview. It's seriously, fantastic. seriously. Plus, you know, we have industry news, box office predictions, Billboard chart toppers, word of the day, this day and this week in history, I should say. Mm. Um, and just so much more, so much more. And, you know, we have to send a little shout-out and a little special thank you to our sponsor over at East Beach Specialties, and here's a little bit of what they offer. For the last 18 years, East Beach Specialties has helped businesses, schools, churches, and clubs on and near the Mississippi Gulf Coast promote events, deploy effective marketing strategies, bring unique products to life, fill events with fun, and create unique giveaways. They offer products such as custom t-shirts, apparel like hats, polos, sportswear, and loungewear. They also offer corporate gifts and employee incentives, bags and accessories, social responsible products, and of course, promotional products. Visit eastbeachspecialties.com for your product because having fun is serious business. All right, now let's get started with some industry news, man. The craziest thing that happened this week. Jesse Smollett got all of his charges dropped. Shady as fuck, it sounds like. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere on Tuesday. (laughs) They just announced that, okay, we should say this is called a deferred prosecution deal. Yeah. You keep hearing it, you know, because Jesse's out there telling everybody there was no deal, there was no deal, Mm -hmm. but technically it's a deal. Yeah. It was a deferred prosecution deal. Um. Which basically they wiped out all of the charges, like mm-hmm. like JLo said, and uh, it, it cleared the right, re- it sealed the record, meaning that nobody can have access to it. Yeah. Um, and that was in exchange for him coughing up the the his uh, bond money, mm-hmm. which was ten grand. Yeah, ten grand. Ten grand. <laughs> uh, so ridiculous. That's nothing to him. No, and community service. Which was like 13 hours or yeah, something stupid. And, and it, they said that it had, because of service he'd already done for the community. So I really feel like that wasn't even like he's got to do it. I feel like they're just giving him credit for like, you know. So, That's bullshit. Because it was worded very specifically mm. for, for mm. work he's done with the community. Yeah. Done yeah, or, or will do? Yeah, because they didn't say will do. They said mm. done for the community. That's so, so shady is man. he even going to have to do that? Exactly. Like, I just, you know, that's super duper shady. <laughs> okay, so obviously that's caused a shit ton of backlash. Yeah, first and foremost from the Chicago Police mm-hmm. Department and the superintendent. Not happy. Mm-mm. Not happy. And neither was uh, Mayor Rahm Rah- Emanuel. Yeah. Um. They they both had some um rather interesting comments about Jesse. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I, I guess what uh the, the most I mean out there, Rahm Emanuel said it was a whitewash mm. of justice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we okay. Let, let just break down a little timeline thing that came out. Okay, the the on Tuesday morning. Jussie's attorneys came out and announced all this. Mm-hmm. So shortly after that, Rahm Emanuel and the police superintendent let their feelings be known. Yeah. And 
it almost I I got like the feeling of a make good mm. the Cook County State's Attorney that that took over the case yeah and we'll talk about that in a minute I feel like he made a statement to as as like a make good because he was taking all this heat from yeah. the mayor and and the police yeah. all of a sudden so he even came out and Shit. really the mind blowing thing it said he doesn't think Jussie's innocent oh my goodness. So you're the guy that's in charge of like prosecuting yeah. him. You don't think he's innocent, but you drop the exactly. charges. Like, and his reasoning was he's not a violent person or something. Right, They're right. going after violent crimes, and he's not a violent person. What about the huge divide that this thing put America through, man? Like nobody knows what to believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just. Okay, and then it gets even more interesting because, as you know, he took over the case because the actual Cook County State's attorney recused herself. Yeah. Because apparently she's either knows and or is friends with the Smollett family. Right. Um, reports were that the members of the Smollett family called her mm. to express their concern over all the leaks in the case coming yeah. out from the police department and everything, and they wanted her to take care of that. Mm. And that's why she recused herself. Mm -hmm. That right there is shady as shit. Yeah. But apparently she's not the only one that called up this. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't somebody else? Well, uh, Michelle Obama's uh, former chief of staff. Yeah, that's what it was. Reached out and called. Mm. What? Why? Like, why? Why? So their ties run deep in Chicago, though. I, I, yeah, I, I really feel like there's some shady shit going on yeah, here. Seriously. There is, I mean, there and is... another way we know if if Jesse pops up on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, because you know the Obamas are at Netflix. Exactly. And, you know, he's all out there worried about his job. Yeah. But, yeah, that's another thing. Okay, first of all, Fox came out with a statement, said Jesse Smollett has always maintained his innocence, and we are. And this is the the word that jumped out to me right away. Gratified on his behalf that all charges against him have been dismissed. Not we're thrilled, not we're yeah. excited, we're pleased, we're we couldn't be more. They're gratified, They're gratified. that that doesn't sound like an overwhelming, right. you know, cheer of support for Jussie. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so I think Jussie also picked up on that because according to TMZ, he went pretty hardcore at his team yeah his his agents and his pr people and everything said fix this shit yeah because you guys got to get on it because america hates me and my career is in jeopardy well no shit yeah rightfully so (laughs) dumbass i mean like and this whole thing i mean it's friday guys yeah this all started on tuesday every day shit has dropped we've now also learned that the police said well fuck it and even though they were ordered not to they did anyway. They released all of the evidence yeah. that they had. The 61-page evidence uh, report. Yeah. This is all of the text messages, all the phone calls, mm-hmm. the check, all the video. Mm-hmm. Like, like, all the evidence that they used to get the indictment from the grand jury, yep. they released to the public. Yep. So Because they're like, no, no, no this guy did it. Exactly. And, so, and then, again, Jesse's like, no. And, and yeah, he's pissed he's that still, they released it. Yeah. He threatened charges against them. Mm. Okay? And then, so so that happened. And then, because every day just shit happens, yeah. um, the president, of course, <laughs> of course, uh, of course, and <laughs> I'm still laughing about Trump. Yeah. Uh, Trump said, 
Now, now I will say, rightfully so, the Chicago Police Department has requested that the Justice Department, which for anybody who's I mean, doesn't correlate. Justice Department is the FBI, mm-hmm. you know, the Justice Department of the federal, you know, government uh, to investigate the Cook County State's Attorney's Office and their handling of the case. Mm. Trump said that this will happen, that the FBI will get involved and they will investigate what went on here. Yeah. That should have been it, but. <laughs> but no. But it's Trump. Yeah. So <laughs> Trump went on to say uh, of course. that Jesse Smollett was an embarrassment to the nation. Uh, uh, and and a, a, and then furthermore, down the line, after he, he rephrased it again, saying a national embarrassment. Yeah. What? what <laughs> it's like you. You, sir, are yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, isn't that, like... Exactly. Can you really say exactly I mean, like cut from the same cloth, man? Yeah, that's how you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like while you're not wrong, Mr. Trump, I'm like you mm, too. In yeah. many people's opinions, yeah, exactly. are a national embarrassment. So yeah. I'm just you know gonna throw that out there. And then I want to jump right back into the Jesse thing, but I just want to say, speak to make my point of at his rally about the, you know, collusion delusion event that he's yeah. now out there, you know, bragging about how Goodness there gracious. was no... Co- Dude, he, he, like, he said, like, bullshit and, like, like numerous vulgar words and, oh, and foul language. Really? We all do it. Yeah. We do it on this show every fucking week. Oopsie, yeah. just yeah. did it. Fucking right week. But, and, and he can do it. He wants to do that in his text messages or right. back and forth on phone calls or in person behind closed door right but when you are the president of the united states and you an are image. behind the pulpit yeah. you you don't use profanity no. you just don't you that the, the, no national embarrassment yeah just right hey, there next to hey, just saying just saying <laughs> just, okay so back to <laughs> back to the other national embarrassment jesse his he said through his attorneys that he was not happy with this whole thing about Chicago releasing yeah. the police releasing all this and mm-hmm. everything and he felt he is owed an apology to which Rahm Emanuel and the police department responded by saying no no you owe the city yeah. for all of the cost of the investigation that you cost us yeah, and then exactly. the taxpayers for doing all this and they followed through with that they officially sent him an order yeah. demanding payment in full of $130,000 mm-hmm. for the cost of the investigation to which his attorneys had no comment mm. and said they have no intention of paying. Oh. Yeah. Now, here's oh. where it gets really fun. And Rahm Emanuel came out immediately afterwards and stated that if it is not paid, if Jussie does not pay... By the way, if it, if you don't pay it, then they can demand three times the amount oh, as a penalty shit. so it could get up as high as $390,000 yeah. instead of the 130000 yeah. I'm thinking 130000 is one week's pay, man. Yeah, Just pay exactly. the shit, Just okay? do it. But he's not going to, apparently. So, and Rahm Emanuel said, if that happens, if he does not pay the fine, they will file a civil suit against him mm-hmm. and go after him for the money. Now, the reason I said that gets interesting is because once that's filed... The whole point of the civil suit, they would have to find, a judge would have to find that he indeed did lie Mm. about the attack and falsify the report in order to make him liable to pay Pay the money. 
That means the the whole case would have to be litigated yeah, because the only reopen, way for a judge yeah. to decide if he did or didn't lie would be to see exactly. all the evidence. <laughs> so everything he just avoided in the criminal trial will come out in up. a civil trial exactly. if he doesn't pay it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I feel like remember OJ Jussie? Exactly. Everything came out in the civil suit, man. <laughs> I'm just saying they proved everything in the civil suit. Yeah. And why they couldn't get him criminally. They did prove what he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm just saying, if you if you want to stick with that whole "you're innocent" bullshit, yeah, you might not want all the evidence to come out in a exactly. case. I'm just saying. So just you know, you exactly. got that shit sealed and not exactly. just pay the hundred and thirty. Pay grand. it, bro. It's one week. And I mean, just he's an idiot. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know there's it, a lot of supporters. A lot of we were supporters. We were initially, but dude. The evidence is pretty fucking overwhelming, yeah, seriously, man. Like, seriously. And still no like word about the brothers. Brothers are going to get off scot-free, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Like, no one's even talking about them no, anymore. No, like, nothing. so I messed mean, up. And, and I, I think that Fox, and this is just my opinion, there's been no report on this or any kind of it, but I think Fox is just hoping that he doesn't pay it yeah. and that it'll go because if they do find cause on the civil suit... Mm-hmm to say that he did indeed do it, then they are they can get him out of the contract. They can drop him. They can drop him from the show and move on with yeah. no, Makes you know. Sense. So I think right now they're just patiently they're waiting just like, like okay, mm, do it. Uh, do you know? it. Don't pay. I mean, because it's affected the show. Yeah. I mean, it's seen a drop in the ratings. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting to it, see what it happens. Is. And you, should, we, should we throw out the idea I had? I, okay, this is just the creator in me. This is the creator in me. But I threw this by J-Lo the other day, and I'm just saying, Jussie and, and Empire Writers and, and Jussie's team, I feel like it would be a brilliant idea because if you're a fan of Empire, which I am, huge fan of Empire, I think great show. Um, but if you guys know, Jussie is like a very um, – sentimental wears his feelings on his sleeve kind of just you know very emotional character nice guy always the good guy compassionate worried about other people and all that drop that yeah make him a bad guy make take advantage of this situation and make jamal a bad guy yeah just just turn that shit around and take advantage of it and make people hate Jamal. Exactly. Because I feel like then you're going to draw it in. Everybody who's having all these feelings, like JLo said earlier, about what about all the people that believed him and all the divide that it's caused in the country? You can take that out. Exactly. You can take out all your anger on Jamal. Uh, yeah. Jamal's an asshole. Jamal is bad. Exactly. You know, just take advantage of it. If you're going to spin it, spin it and, and exactly. write it into the fucking thing. Make it an issue. Agreed. You know, I, I think it would work wonders for the show and him. Agreed. Just saying. Agreed. And pay the fucking 130000 Exactly. Just do it. Oh my goodness. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Well, speaking of some other crazy stuff, Apple had their event, their live event this past week. Finally, they finally released their streaming service plan, guys. Apple TV Plus. Sound, Plus. sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder I wonder which one came up with that first. Yeah, right. But, like, um, it was kind of a... Uh, it was interesting, it was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> but the industry kind of found it a little underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, there's been some some attack yeah. on it that they weren't... I mean, I you were expecting so much more from Apple, honestly. Because, I mean, they're just such a mega company. Yeah. But you're basically rolling out a one-stop shop Netflix. 
Right. Like if you have all these subscriptions, you can go to Apple's place and watch all of them. Yeah, they'd be. I, yeah. I guess the the easiest way I would, I, I I liken it to it, it's it's a smart TV. A- Apple, Basically, Apple Plus is going to be a smart TV because that what they want to do is if you have Roku or any kind of a you know. Um, system on a smart TV where you can access all of the subscriptions yeah. that you have. That's what they're doing. They're taking all of these things and saying, you can now access your subscription to HBO, your subscription to Showtime, your subscription to uh, Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, and your subscription to all these different things, and put find them all in one place on Apple TV. Yeah. And then their streaming service will also be included in that. And so they're they're bragging that the Apple TV, Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. is your one-stop shop for yeah. it. <laughs> We already have that. Exactly. It's like Roku. Exactly. I mean, we already have that. Exactly. Like, it's separated in different apps, yes, but like I understand you want to put it all into one program, but I, I still, I feel like it's a ripoff. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I was expecting so much more, and all of their content they've been announcing, some of it's not even titled yet. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of makes me a little upset. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I just feel like... Yeah, they, they rushed to make this announcement, I think, to try to beat Disney. Yeah. That's my opinion. I yeah. think they're trying to beat Disney to the to the punch. But like you said, they didn't even have all of it planned out. And then, then now, I am excited about the content that they did show. Yeah. That they did have the titles like the for. the trailers yeah, and shit. Yeah, and that some of the stuff that's already started filming yeah. and stuff looks great. Yeah, agreed. Um, you but know, the, their big thing was they saved the best for last, Oprah. We love Oprah. We love what she's doing over at Apple. But she had a project that she was there to promote that she still didn't have a title for. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. How is that going to be your main person? Like, they had the lights go dark, and it was completely silent. Everybody was like, oh, my God, she looked like a superhero. Let's be honest. She had a cape on. Right, like, right. So I was, I was disappointed. Well, and <laughs> and one thing that stirred up quite a bit of controversy is the person who kicked all this off for them was the person who has been this adamantly dude. screaming against streaming services and that their TV movies and that they're not good. But yeah. Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg he was kicked like, it off. Oh, so you want me to figure out something for your opening sequence? Yeah, it was him. Yeah, I was like this douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> now he he answered the critics that were you know hardcore slamming him for like you you talked all this shit and then you went to Apple. Yeah, but. He said, "Well, I have a TV deal with Apple. I'm going to do TV shows for not them, movies. not movies. Yeah, but Apple is making, making movies. movies. They announced a bunch of TV projects, but they also wholeheartedly at the end of that presentation came out and said, we will be delivering original content, television, and film. Exactly, they're going to be making original films. Exactly. So, well, Steve, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they partnered with A24. That's yeah. the same people that were behind uh, mid '90s Jonah Hill's film and so many others. So, yeah, exactly. Just, and mm. so, what's he going to do? Is he going to be all happy, happy with him when he's doing the TV stuff? But the second they release a right. film, is They'll he going like, to slam no, him? No, yeah. Oh no, that's a TV movie. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, man. But that the Apple TV Plus was not all they unveiled. They also unveiled. Um, a new Apple News cart thing where you could see magazines now. You could used to yeah. be able to see newspapers, but now you can see magazines. That's pretty cool, especially if you're into like Variety, Rolling Stone, Hollywood Reporter, so many things. And plus, they have a new credit card thing coming out, which yeah. that's going to be interesting to Apple see how card, yeah, which, how yeah. all that's going to play out. Because yeah, that was some. I know a lot of people perked up when they were heard. No late fees. There's no due date. Uh, yeah. There's no interest. You know, yeah. I'm like, 
What? Yeah, how is this um, even going to work? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. But anyway, it's being backed um by so by a bank. Yeah. I I want to say it's uh Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Um and MasterCard is teaming with them. So basically anywhere you can use a MasterCard, you'll be able to use Apple Card. Yeah. And um but yeah, this is going to be really interesting. <laughs> so basically an Apple credit card. That's what it is. Yeah. It's an Apple credit card with no fees, Apparently. no late fees, yeah. no, you know, I don't know if there's a limit. Yeah. You know, that was a great question. Somebody asked me, well, what's the limit? I have no idea. Yeah. No anything uh, else. Yeah. Maybe there's no limit. I mean, yeah. you just work yourself into an app. Oh, man. Thing. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, other huge players that are playing along with Apple, J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, <laughs> he is. He's creating content for them. But this is interesting because if you guys don't, haven't been following along and Shame on you for not listening right. to us, because you would know this if you, you were listening it. to us, right? Right? Right. All right. J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot, his production company, is in play. He's looking for a home for Bad Robot, yep. and everybody is fighting for him. Yep. They're in excess of, basically, they're talking in north of half a billion dollars overall to get J.J. to come base home in their yeah. state. And, and you're talking Disney... Netflix, Warner Brothers, yeah. Apple—they're all vying all the big players for for them for him to come there. Now this is interesting because he currently has a deal with Warner Brothers. Yeah, and so and Warner Brothers is one of the studios competing to keep his shingle there, mm-hmm. you know, and give Bad Robot this big deal. Now, if you guys remember, we've been talking about this Warner Brothers Pictures CEO. Caught up in a little controversy. You know, you know. Controversy. (laughs) Um, Resigned slash fired. Yeah. yeah. I always like when they resign. Right. We we all know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, But basically, now we're learning. And if you guys aren't familiar with that, he was having an affair with an actress and then he was promising to get her work, who she was also apparently having an affair with numerous other people and this was all kind of going on for a long time and it all kind of came out and i mean everybody at AT at&t and warner media agreed this is not a good thing yeah out of there but now we're learning maybe it wasn't just all the people at warner media Mm. apparently jj abram's wife who is the president of bad robot Mm. leaned in on warner media and said yeah, he's got to go. If you want any shot at us staying at Warner Brothers, he's got to go. Yeah. And so she she put a little power play in there. Yeah, yeah. And there we went. Yeah, there we <laughs> went pretty quick after that. Now, we should say that that uh, the Me Too movement, heavy player in the Me Too movement, JJ's wife, yep. they both are uh, members and on the board of the um, Legal Defense mm-hmm. Fund for, for victims yeah. of, of, of the... She's I like mean, vice president of something, right? Yeah, right. The, yeah. The, that, yeah, that legal yeah. defense fund for the Me yeah. Too movement and stuff like that. So, that, yeah, both huge into and founders of those movements. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, I mean, that that's going to that's gonna happen. Yeah. Right? So, that'll be interesting, though, because I... Th- I'm not so sure Warner Brothers is gonna is gonna win this fight. Yeah, I I think maybe I know where I want JJ to go, but <laughs> right. that's you know yeah. I just feel like I don't know. Many a lot of people probably disagree with me because you know they got everything already. But I'm just saying the mouse is good yeah, fit. It's a good know, fit. It's a good, good fit. fit with the mouse. <laughs> yeah, done a lot of stuff with the man. Done a lot of stuff. We shall see. It's, it's so crazy. Doing Star Wars right now. Yeah, I mean, just definitely, definitely. 
Sticking with all all of this stuff, so much business stuff breaking, guys. Yeah. And we're we're really familiar with this one because, as you guys know, we're currently based in Mississippi, and Mississippi just passed this law um, and took a lot of heat for it. It's already in a lawsuit and being challenged. Um, it's called the Heartbeat Bill. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, basically this bill would ban abortions after six weeks from conception, meaning the first time a heartbeat is detected, mm-hmm. which is normally around six weeks, right. hence the nickname Heartbeat Bill, um, you would not be able to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, Georgia is uh, getting ready to attempt to pass this same legislation, mm-hmm. um, this same bill. Well, that didn't go over so well with Alyssa Milano. Mm. <laughs> Alyssa <laughs> Milano uh, star- sent a letter, yeah. basically a petition, Um 50 or more actors have signed on to this with her. Amy Schumer, Amber Tamblin, mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin, Don Sheetle, Rosie O'Donnell, Patton Oswalt, uh, Gabrielle Union, yeah. Sean Penn, Ben Stiller, Bradley Whitford. A lot. A, a lot, lot of people have signed yeah. on and in opposition of this. And they have vowed to do everything in their power to move the industry to a safer state for women if this bill is passed. Man. Yeah. Now, guys, I don't know if you're familiar, but Georgia, they are booming yeah, right now in, in production. Yeah. yeah. I mean, billions and billions of dollars are funneled into that state, and it is a huge boost to the entire state's economy, not just Atlanta's, but the entire state's economy. Exactly. And this would be huge. Now, we talked about this several months ago. Um, there was another bill... That that basically was uh, being attempted to be passed in in that state um, against the LGBTQT community mm-hmm. with and transgenders, mm-hmm. um, and this same type uh, movement started from Hollywood yeah. saying, "If you pass this bill, we're out of there. We will yank production. We will shut." And the governor reversed course mm, and, yeah, and real quick. vetoed the, <laughs> vetoed the bill. Yeah, um, and and made sure that wasn't going to happen because yeah. he. I mean that's a lot of money. Yeah, man. So this, I mean, this is interesting though because, I mean, will they continuously keep making power plays every time Georgia <laughs> attempts to pass legislation? And how long can that actually hold out? Yeah, because I feel like eventually there's going to get a governor in there that's, that's just like, not going to give a shit about Hollywood boycotting them. Yeah, but man, you're talking like both huge Marvel Avenger films. Infinity War and Endgame were there. And you're talking The Walking Dead, huge. Yeah. And so many others. Yeah, Tyler Perry literally owns two or three studios there. Yeah. And all these indie productions mm-hmm. and all these smaller films shoot there, spending billions of dollars in his studios. And mm-hmm. like, I think that people don't realize that there's like actual studio studios, film studios all over that state. Yeah. A lot of them in Atlanta, but all over the state that generate so much money yeah. from people coming in and shooting. A lot of the people now, after all these years, work in the industry mm-hmm. there. And so to pull that industry would be disastrous Agreed. for people who live in that state. I mean, it's always a tricky thing when it comes down to this type of a bill or this type. And while I understand where the Hollywood community is coming from Mm -hmm. and and their belief against this this bill, I also feel like they're throwing total disregard towards everybody who lives in that state Mm. that would be affected if all of a sudden... All the jobs. All the jobs and all the revenue that are being generated dry up. Yeah. 
and and you have to think about them too. Yeah. I'm not saying that they, you should only be concerned about right. them, and I'm not saying you should only be concerned about the people that would be affected by this abortion bill. Right. I'm saying you have to weigh and come up with a solution that's going to be beneficial exactly. to both because it's not right to punish all those people that are going to suffer if the, yeah. if the community entertainment community dies there. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not right. I mean, yeah. it would be disastrous for their economy, and a lot of people would suffer that wouldn't have to suffer. Exactly. And I mean, so there's got to be a solution there. I feel yeah. like there's got to be a solution. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, we talk about every like all all the time about how you're not only a celebrity anymore; you're also an activist, apparently. Right. So it like they're always trying to take. I feel like, but this. Like you said, like they've done this once before, so do you think they actually have a chance to get it done again? I do. I I, I do think they're going to stop this one. Um, look, they, they, like I said, you know, from our own experience here in Mississippi, it's already being legally yeah. challenged. Um, these these type bills, these they're they're it just falls right back into line of the rest of the country. I feel like mm-hmm. it's so divided mm-hmm. and I feel like nobody wants to come to the table anymore mm-hmm. and sit down and have a discussion about where can we find some common ground? It's either it's all this or it's all that yeah. or it's nothing. And inevitably someone will always pay the price and suffer because we couldn't come to a, a better understanding or a common ground to where everybody would be okay. Agreed. And I feel like that's going to happen again. Agreed. You know, there, you, I just, so uh, it, it's, it's tough. And I mean, they have, like I said, I, you're right. I feel like, you know, celebrities ha- have, they have every right to their opinions. They have every right yeah. to, to their religious beliefs and, and stuff. I, I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky. Uh, it I is just, tricky, it, man. I mean, we'll just keep following it. Keep the developing fluent story going. Yeah, because there's a lot of production in Georgia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know us personally, we don't want it to go away. So uh, n- No. I, and I and we have several friends that live there, exactly. several people who have been guests on this show who probably don't want it to go away, who are thriving in that industry and exactly. making a living in that industry in that state. So they would be profoundly affected if it goes away. Exactly. So Agreed. Agreed. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. But this next one, I it needs to be passed. Senate Bill 564. SAG-AFTRA is supporting that bill, which is banning creation and dissemination of digitally created sex scenes and nude performances without consent. Now, this is just really weird that it happens anyway in general. Yeah. Like how you can just basically make a porno film and put a celebrity's face either on the male or the female. Yeah, yeah, this, this, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is, this is an interesting one, because what J-Lo just brought up is called deep fake porn. Yeah. Okay, deep fake porn, and that is included in this bill. Now, this bill is set to address several different things. Deep fake porn is, is one of them, and that's where it's basically... Two people, or however many, however many group orgy. I don't know. It's when sex is happening in a a porn video or whatever, and they digitally replace the face of the people with a celebrity, and then say that it's an actual sex tape, you know, hacked from these celebrities' phones. When it's not, it's just a digitally recreated. Right. And you guys have seen. I mean, just go watch any movie, Captain Marvel, for instance, with you know, um, uh, Sam Elliott, Mm -hmm. or not Sam Elliott, Sam Jackson, um. How how they made him look young. I mean, the technology has gotten to the point yeah. where you can pretty much put anybody's face on anybody, exactly. and it's totally believable. Exactly. So, and as of right now, they don't have any recourse for that. Mm. They don't have any kind of thing. Sketchy. Now, 
that's been added to the bill. That's part of the bill. What the bill was originally supposed to address, and which also is a huge problem, because I don't know how many people realize this goes on. Yeah. When you agree to do a nude scene or a sex scene in a movie, it's very, very controlled. Mm -hmm. And the actor has to sign off a written consent. They have to give written consent that they are willing to appear nude and or simulate a sex act on film. Well, a lot of times, these people will agree to do a sex scene, if you will, or agree to like do the scene mm-hmm. but not be nude meaning they would have pasties on the nipples right. or or some sort of a um a pasty or sock on the on the the genitals yeah, and right. you know which means that they're not actually naked but how the studios get around this and how a lot of people have been getting around this for numerous years is they they agree to that and they film this and they do that but then they digitally put nipples on the breasts mm. You know, they remove the pasties digitally and then replace them with nipples or yeah. replace them with genitals. Right. Um, and v- technically, I, w- I would guess not violating the agreement because it's not them yeah, naked. Te- technically. The problem is people watching the movie don't know don't that know that's that. not exactly. such and such as nipples or not such and such it's as super genital. creepy. So... <laughs> Then that stuff's out there. And you know, and you get these actors and actresses say, Well, I never appeared. Those aren't my nipples. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean those aren't your nipples? Like, like excuse me. So, and again, they didn't have anything to protect themselves from this. Yeah. Basically, my understanding of this bill is this will give them control of that, saying, You can't digitize my stuff right. and add it to, you know, yeah. without my permission or without me signing off that it's okay. Yeah. Um, so I think like uh, right from the top when JLo said pass this bill. Exactly. Um, it's it, super duper creepy. It, that, it, it, it is. That people even think about doing something like that. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, if somebody's willing to do a nude scene and they want to do a nude scene and everybody's yeah, comfortable like, with fine. it and it's all okay, great. But if they don't, and there's a exactly. reason they don't feel comfortable, I, I'm, I just feel like it's a weird violation it's to super digitally weird. put someone else's, I mean, yeah, stuff on their exactly, body. Like, it's just, exactly. Because, I mean, you don't want to be just out and about and somebody come up to you and be like, oh, look, I've seen you in this porn. Like, what? No, I'm yeah. a regular actor. Get <laughs> yeah. out of here. Exactly. I mean, it's just... Mm. Yeah. And... I mean, this is a huge problem. Yeah. I mean, half the stuff that's been leaked as hacked from the phone or yeah. that is totally fake. Yeah. I mean. Exactly. It, it's super duper crazy. So I hope that California, we should mention it's California bill. Yeah. Um. So we hope that California legislators pass this bill. I can't possibly think of a reason why they wouldn't right. pass this bill. Oh, shit. But um, hopefully, you know, let's, let's, let's go with it. Let's yeah. keep it. Yeah. All right, now to the next one, the WGA and the agency battle. Mm. Oh, man. More than uh, 750 showrunners and screenwriters have backed this, the battle against the talent agencies, packaging fees, and changes rules to the governing businesses' relationships between the agents and the writers. Yeah. So just making sure everybody is getting treated right. Yeah, showrunners. Now, this is important because, I mean, the showrunners and screenwriters have backed this – that's interesting because what what it basically is, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago on the show as well, is if you guys aren't familiar with the process, it's in the better interest of the agent, a talent agent, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, who work for these agencies to package a deal 
and sell it to the studio, pitch it to the studio. Right. Now, what that means is they basically somebody comes to them with a screenplay, okay, or or a teleplay for a for a TV show or something, and they say, okay, well, let's see. We can take this script and we'll attach this star and mm-hmm. this star and this star. Then we'll get this director and we'll get this writer. And then they combine all that and then try to pitch all of those elements to a studio exactly. to make this film. Mm-hmm. Now, when that happens, the agency gets a big fee, like a packaging fee. The problem is is that the agents and all the other people who normally collect the 10% mm-hmm. from the stuff, they're basically cut out of it all mm. because it's just this whole yeah. fee goes to whoever packaged it and all of the individual people don't get... Like, if you were to attach your actor to a film and then they get so much of a salary right. and that was just you, mm-hmm. it, say it's not in a package deal, then you get 10 or 20%, whatever your standard mm-hmm. is for what you're doing for them. Of whatever their salary exactly. is. Well, when it's packaged, it doesn't work like that because mm-hmm. their salary is included in the package and it's all, there's a percentage of a package fee. So that's what everybody's arguing about. That's what this big fight is about. They don't like the power that the studios have with these packaging deals. Mm-hmm. They want to keep it, or these talent agencies, I should say, with these yeah. packaging deals. They want to keep it to where it, it's broke up individually. Yeah. They feel like it's an unfair advantage when it's packaged. Yeah. And, um, that's a, another <laughs> interesting debate. Yeah, yeah seriously. I think it can be. I think there's. I think a packaged deal is much like social media. Yeah. I think there's. It's a double edged sword. I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. I think if you can find the perfect actors and the perfect director and the perfect you know cinematographer or whatever mm-hmm. and, and and package it all together and present it all as one thing to a studio that you know is going to make the movie right yeah. and you know the team is perfect mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. I th- that's a great thing but if you're abusing that and you're only think you know well I'm going to package all my people in mm-hmm. it and 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 you know yeah. what about all the other people that might be cut out of that equation because exactly. you want to package your people exactly i, I mean they don't I just, get the equal opportunity so yeah okay. which you know there are mul- multiple stars in a film that are represented by multiple agencies exactly. so when you package from one agency and you use all of their people mm-hmm. you're you're i mean cutting out a whole bunch right. of i mean right it gets ridiculous yeah so I, I feel like while it might be a good thing in certain situations i feel like you know you're not getting the overall best representation right. of talent maybe yeah if you're not picking from the whole pool yeah you're just seriously. going from one little area i just feel yeah. like yeah. you know everybody should have that opportunity exactly and, it's yeah. ever evolving the industry is ever evolving so constantly yeah man. so we shall see how this goes and we're pulling for the writers and showrunners because we love you <laughs> yeah absolutely oh <laughs> uh, man but you know who also loves aunt becky her castmates. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah, they're they're speaking out, man. They're uh, they're still supporting her no matter what. Yeah, uh, Fuller House won mm-hmm. uh, for favorite dra- uh, comedy at the uh, Kids Choice Awards. Yeah, and um, Candice uh, uh, Cameron Bure yeah uh, was was there along with Jodie Sweetin to accept the award. Mm-hmm. And um, while they didn't mention Aunt Becky by name, Lori Laughlin by name. They did say in their speech that family sticks together no matter what. They stick together through the hard times. They support each other. They encourage one another. They pray for each other. And they stand by their side no matter how tough it gets. And loving a family that sticks together also celebrates the really good times together. 
I mean, that was clearly well, yeah. meant to. <laughs> exactly. We love her. We're going to stand by her. And she might have done something wrong. And this is tough. Yeah. And we, but we, it, we yeah, we yeah. still support her. We're here for her no matter what. I mean, what I, it'd be hard in that situation, it honestly, would be. because you've worked with this person for so long. They're damn near like family. Yeah. So, I mean, all right. It's just like the same thing. All right. My brother fucked up. But I still love him. Right. Like, it'd right. be, be kind of like, all right, obviously not to this extent. All right, my brother's a murderer, but I'm not going to not love him. Right. It'd be, right. It'd be super crazy. I mean, you bring up a great point, though. I mean, when you think about it, go back to Full House. Jody Sweeten and Candace Cameron were like, they weren't even teenage. Jody Sweeten was like five, exactly. I think. Four? Yeah. She literally has known Lori Laughlin her entire exactly. life. Exactly. So, yeah, it would be hard to turn your back on somebody in that situation. Um, Boy, they have been trying to get comments too. Uh, I just just today I yeah. saw a video from TMZ. They they cornered Bob Saget oh, shit. and um again Uncle Jesse, yeah. uh, John Stamos coming out of a restaurant in Beverly Hills. Oh, poor Stamos. They are they had already gotten John Stamos yeah, once and once. he refused. Yeah. He just got right in the car and left. Yeah. This time they got Bob Saget and he basically said the same thing. He said, "Look, it, it it's life is life is challenging yeah. and this is hard. This is a hard situation, but you love people mm-hmm. and and when you love people you love people and people make mistakes yep. and you don't you know you don't and ba- so basically the same thing that that Candace and them were yeah. saying it's like hey look i mean maybe she made a mistake but life is yeah. hard sometimes we make mistakes and yeah. and we love her we're yeah. not going to bet then they got John Stamos he came out afterwards and basically, he was just trying to get in his car. He's like, I didn't talk to you guys first time. Right. I, I have no comment. I have no comment. And so they started riding him about, oh, you're avoiding it. You're avoiding it. It sounds like to us, you do support her. And he's like, look, I want to say stuff about this, but I'm I'm not right now. Yeah. I'm not ready to talk about it. I mean, I thought he handled it pretty because they've been hammering yeah, him. Damn. And rightfully so. It's, I mean, it's Uncle Jesse. It's Uncle Becky, Jesse. Yeah. You know, so, but I, I, I feel like that's going to be the standard answer from everybody involved. Yeah. It's like, you know... People make mistakes. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Oh, man. But this guy, this next guy, did not make any mistakes. He knew what he was doing. R. Kelly. (laughs) Mm. I know you guys saw, I know we've been reporting on it. He's been trying to get his visa back so he can make some concerts, like, over in Europe and stuff. Well, guess what? Dubai government has denied any concerts being planned. So, bitch, you're staying in America. Like, go to jail. I got. I got to be honest. I'm surprised after that that his bond wasn't revoked and he was immediately immediately taken because that to me says he was trying to flee the country. Exactly. He was trying to get the fuck up out of Dodge. Yeah. And 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 not come back. Basically. Uh, So, first of all, good for them for stepping up and saying, "Nah, he ain't got nothing over here." Mm -hmm. You know, because I mean, he could have fled and that could have been it. We might not have. I mean, that would have been the end of it, and then he could have smuggled his way back somehow i mean he's a shady character yeah so you don't know and i gotta be like i said i don't understand how the prosecutors didn't immediately file a petition with the judge to now say he's a flight risk yeah and we need him to surrender his passport and we need him to go back to jail we're afraid yeah. this guy's gonna flee yeah i mean exactly what else was he trying to do there exactly he lied it about having no a sense. concert agreement in a place that he didn't have one i mean clearly he had shady ambitions there exactly like, it made no sense made mm-hmm. no sense well 
Well, what I thought made no sense was the attack on Dr. Dre this past week on Instagram. Yeah. It was pretty crazy, man. I'm not even going to lie. No, it was kind of going back to, if you guys remember Dr. Dre and and Jimmy Avine back in the day, I guess it was about a couple of years ago, maybe a little longer than that. They donated a shit ton of money to uh, USC, a $70 million donation to uh, name um, a school there after them to found an institute on the campus um so (laughs) pokingly obviously dr dre posted and said he was proud of his daughter for getting into usc all on her own no jail time all on her (laughs) own so and then he was hammered hammered about how he 70 million dollars is not getting in on her own you basically paid for her to get in there who are you to blah 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 it's like Okay, he did give $70 million, and I guess that's a wealthy donation, if you will, which probably got preferred treatment, but he didn't bribe someone. He didn't lie Uh, about it. Exactly. He didn't have somebody Photoshop pictures or take tests or fix tests. He just gave some money. (laughs) Or said his daughter was on a team that she never participated on. I mean... He did it the right way, okay, guys? Like, if you want your kid to be successful and you want to kind of help them... Donate enough to look, make a building. Look, like, man, wealthy people donate to booster clubs and alumni all association all the time. Exactly. That has been going on since the existence of universities. Exactly. So to somehow group him in with all these fraudulent people. Yeah, just, it's just yeah, ridiculous. Unfair attack. Agreed. Wholeheartedly. Agreed. Definitely. Now this next one, dude needs a little time. Needs a little time away from the spotlight, apparently. The Beebs. Beebs came onto social media after announcing he was taking a break from music. He told all of his fans that he's going to be stepping stepping back to focus on his mental health and his marriage. Yeah, his deep rooted issues, as he put it. Yeah. Now, it's so funny that he said this because we were literally on last week's show talking about how we thought Ariana Grande needed to do this. Step away, take a break. And we mentioned Justin. And we mentioned Justin that he was going through some stuff. And so, and then he did it. So hopefully Ariana is... He listened to the show. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, sure. We're going to take credit for (laughs) it. Yeah, we are. Uh, Way to go, Biebs. Um, (laughs) We're here for you. (laughs) Good to see you're a listener, buddy. Um, (laughs) Hopefully Ariana fouls suit and is smart enough to see maybe that's the right decision. Now, but... Again, it's social media. Mm-hmm. Social media. Because up. one thing, one thing jumped out. Now, to be fair, all of his fans were like, oh my God, we hope you're better. And yeah, we all yeah, just yeah. Back. But, but there were people who only noticed one thing oh, in his statement. God. One thing. So that he can sustain his marriage and be the father he wants to be. Mm. Boom. Boom. Everywhere yeah. is Haley pregnant. Yeah, exactly. What, is it, how, what does he Blew mean? Up. Be the father yeah. that he wants to be. Is she? So now it's out there. Goodness now gracious. everywhere there are rumors. It's all over social media. Haley's pregnant. Because why would he say be the father that he wants yeah. to be if the, if he's nowhere near being a father yet? Yeah, exactly. Now be- we haven't seen anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, nobody's denied that she's pregnant, right. but nobody's confirmed that she's pregnant yeah. either. It just it's amazing to me. This guy is pouring his heart out. You know, and saying, I've got some problems. I'm not okay. I need to step back. And yet they don't give a fuck. Then focus on the the tabloid headline. Yeah. That's all it is. It's so ridiculous. These guys are like, what? She's like 25. She's probably around the same age. Like, leave these kids alone. Let them live their lives. And if she is pregnant, let them figure out what to do because they're still pretty young. Yeah. And, you know, to his credit, Haley's uncle, I want to say it was Billy. Uh, Billy Baldwin 
said while he's extremely happy for them and yeah. loves them and thinks that they're, you know, he wished they had waited yeah. because they're young. Young as Just sure. like J-Lo said. I, I mean, <laughs> you got a lot of living to do when you're that exactly. age. I feel like when you lock down and be like, no, nah, this is it. Like, mm, mm, yeah, you're it, real young. Yeah, it's so. super crazy, super crazy. And well, they've gone through so much shit already. Yeah, like to try to. Yeah, I don't even know. I yeah. mean, so to try to get their bearings. I mean, best of luck to him, though. Good yeah, for him seriously. for being able to realize he needs to step back. And, yeah, and you know, definitely, definitely. Well, sticking with the music, A Star Is Born, guys. Oh my goodness, it surpassed one million copies sold in the U.S. Man, that is insane. It is. It continues to be the top-selling album in 2019, and with 298,000 copies sold, the most recent released album before A Star Is Born to sell a million is The Greatest Showman. Yeah, which, oh, yeah, I mean, which, to, to think about it, the two albums that most recently passed a million in sales <laughs> makes total sense. Yeah. Greatest Showman and A Star Phenomenal Is Born. Phenomenal music, man. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised, to be honest, because when we get to the Billboard chart toppers, they are also the top digital song album sales and the digital are the hard album sales as well yeah and i, I want to say this was um uh her fourth album to mm-hmm. cross a million in sales and her first since 2011 oh wow and so obviously it would be bradley's first yeah um but so yeah i mean it, yeah. you know we got we keep forgetting that they have individual you know yeah. accolades too from from this from this album exactly. so it's super awesome but super and awesome. so like jayla said well deserved mm-hmm. so well i mean th- this soundtrack if you don't have it or you haven't listened to it mm-hmm. what yeah. it's phenomenal do yourself a favor and listen to seriously. it outstanding seriously and i mean if we're talking about some analytics some uh some numbers let's talk about motley cruise numbers they've been selling they've been soaring sky high since the release of their netflix biopic the dirt which it, by far, it's an MTV movie. Like, I'm just saying, I'm just letting y'all know. Like, if you want to watch it, go ahead. Like, it's entertaining, I guess. But if you're looking at it as a filmmaker's standpoint, there's a lot of stuff wrong with it. But it says 570% streaming increase on Spotify, a 900 streaming increase on Apple Music, and broke a record for most downloads on Amazon for Motley Crue's music since being released. I, hmm. Yeah, I, I get. I'm, I mean, my only explanation, I guess, because I trust your judgment on on quality of film. Yeah. So I guess the numbers, if I had to pick a reason why the numbers are doing what they're doing, is the interest in Motley Crue. Exactly. I mean, I feel like everybody, exactly. you know, there are a lot of Motley Crue fans. Yeah. Their their music is still popular today. Exactly. I mean, I so. I mean, I feel like maybe that's causing the big spikes. Yeah. I mean, people are tuning in just because exactly. it's Motley Crue and they exactly. want to see. Well, the other statistic was that the book that. The movie is based off is also had another increased uh, sales. So, so there you go. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure the recent success of Bohemian Rhapsody played into it. Of course, everybody's getting on this yeah, music biopic. biopic. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, it had to have played into it. But <laughs> I get, I get, I chose not to see it after J Lo watched it and said not to. Yeah. So uh, that's that. Y'all choose, you know. It, yeah. it, it, you know and yeah. by, be all means, send all of your stuff to J Lo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> if you if you disagree with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just kidding. But we do love to hear from you guys. Yeah. So if you did see it and you were a fan of it and thought it was a great film, reach out. Tell yeah. us why. Yeah. You know, we love debate here. Definitely. We want to hear what you think. Yeah, definitely. Now let's get to some exciting stuff, some renewals, some endings, some 
stuff that's brought back and some first uh supernatural it's mm. ending after 15 another, seasons another another shocker this came out of nowhere yeah um because we have heard time and time again from the cw and from everybody involved with yeah. supernatural that this show would go on until they didn't want to do it anymore until the boys didn't want to do it that's what cw has said yeah. for all 15 years until the boys don't want to well, I guess the boys don't want to do it yeah. anymore because they announced it. Um, and boy, did it blow up the yeah, internet. Yeah, seriously. This show, if you guys, I mean, it has a huge yeah, following. Supernatural does. family, the SPN family, yep. and um, massive, massive fan base and fan group. And they were just devastated by the news. Yeah. But I mean, come on, guys. 15 years. Right. Exactly. I mean, exactly. They were basically kids when they started they this grew thing. Up They're grown on ass it. men. They're married. They have a bunch of kids. Exactly. They got some other stuff going on. It's like maybe it's yeah. time, you, you know? know what they should do? I feel like they should do a prequel series with uh, Daddy Winchester. Well, he did come back. Yeah. He came back for the 300th yeah. episode. Well, I'm talking like him as like growing up and then yeah, 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 yeah. meeting yeah, the mom. You know, this, this is interesting, though, because now that you brought that up. Not not a prequel, but a spinoff. I, I don't know if you guys remember, but they were going to do Wayward Sisters. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was a backdoor pilot. They did an episode on, on last season yeah. that was meant to be the, the backdoor pilot. And fans loved it. It was huge in the ratings. Everybody yeah. was like, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, CW decided to pass on it and mm. not do it. Interesting. I wonder if they're going to rethink that now. Now, yeah. Because it seems like everybody's devastated by the decision to take Supernatural off, that they want to end it. But you can continue that that universe, if you will, that storyline with the Wayward Sisters. Keep all those same fans, yeah. And who knows? Maybe down the line, if they want to pop in a special appearance by the Winchesters. Exactly. They can, because that's all within that universe. Agreed. I feel like maybe, CW, if you're listening, rethink that Wayward Sisters thing. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Just Just saying. Well, I mean, let's speak some renewals now. Runaways, Hulu's Runaways, yes. Marvel's Runaways yes. is coming back for season three. Officially. I know you're excited. I'm super excited. Yeah. James Marsden blew this one. Yeah. Uh, it did, like um, he said, uh, hey. Hey. Um, it, he said, hey. Yeah, we're coming back. Hey. Um, like it was on a panel or something, right? Like accidentally? Yeah. At a con or something? Yep. Yep, mm. and he kind of mumbled it under his breath. Like, oops. <laughs> um, yeah, and he said, I'm pretty sure that Marvel is going to kill me right now yeah. because I've just violated all kinds of rules. But yeah, he mumbled it and said, hey, I just got word from the showrunners that we're coming back. Yeah. Like, and, oh, you know, and everybody, you know, with the roar of the crowd, because it had been in debate for a while right. about whether it was coming back. Um and and Marsters, by the way, not Marsden. I said Marsden. I meant Marsters uh, from Buffy. You guys know him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, plays Victor Stein and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, anyway, he he very you know got the whistle, and the crowd went nuts because mm-hmm. everybody was wondering because right. it ended on such a cliffhanger. Everybody's like, oh fuck no, we gotta go, go. we gotta go. Yeah. Um, we're thrilled about this. We know our buddy Riley B. Smith yeah. is <laughs> Ralph from Scorpion. He's thrilled about it. Yeah. Uh, big fan of the show as well. And I saw this yesterday. The showrunner. And um, one of the stars, and I can't remember who it was. It might have been Aubrey um, from Cloak and Dagger mm-hmm. said they want the crossover. That's it. And when they found yeah. out Runaways was renewed, the, their first response like, was, let's make this crossover happen. Yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm so down with that. 
any of you comic geeks out there, my fellow geeks, you know <laughs> Cloak and Dagger were with the Runaways yeah. for a little bit in the comic books. They've been together. If they were to pull that crossover yeah, together badass. on TV, I think I'd shit. Two I, would huge awesome. shows right now. Yeah. yeah. Both I, on Hulu. I mean, Freeform, but Hulu. Yeah, yeah. The replaced show on Hulu, yeah. right? From Freeform. I mean, come on. I know. It'd be so epic, man. So epic. And we are talking to Miles Mussenden, upcoming guest. We are. We are, man. Next week, be prepared for that huge Marvel show. And Cecilia Leal. Yeah. In a couple of weeks. Yeah. We got her from Runaways, uh, too. Yeah. I mean, and then plus, we also. I mean, from uh, Cloak and Dagger. Uh, yeah, Cloak and Dagger. Plus, Cloak and Dagger. Plus, we have Akira coming on from Captain Marvel. We're all guys. about Marvel. We are. We love Marvel. We do. I mean, they're killing it. They're yeah, they, killing they it. They are killing it. But we should be fair we're equal opportunity geeks it's true and so we're gonna recognize dc we got our first dc guest yes from doom patrol yeah which i think currently is might just be the best superhero show on tv i'm just saying i'm just saying robot man himself yeah, yeah riley shanahan That's is gonna right. be on here so They're, we're excited about that yeah cannot wait cannot wait man but something i'm surprised about to be honest with you the connors was renewed for another season yeah what like, yeah. this one was having a rough start after Roseanne did her thing and Roseanne got canceled. So I'm actually surprised that the second season of this spinoff is going to happen. I mean, it's still bringing back, like, the core veteran cast, like John Goodman and so many others. But I also saw this past week that Roseanne tweeted and said that, uh, what's her name, Sarah... Gilbert like ruined her life. Yeah, and she blamed her show. for everything. Yeah, yeah. it's like um, um, she's the one that brought it back. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They they all. I guess it was a contingent upon whether they could work out a deal with all the core members, and they did. So then they announced it, and J Lo called it right after they announced it. Basically, Roseanne clearly bitter that she's not involved yeah. anymore. Tweeted, you know, Sarah Gilbert ruined her life. Yeah. You know, her tweet about my tweet yeah. ruined my life. As gracious. if, no, your tweet ruined it all. Exactly. Not Sarah, you know, tweeting about your tweet. Exactly. Your tweet ruined it, Roseanne. Exactly. Like, grow up and take responsibility. Yeah, be careful I mean, with that ambient, you know. man. But, <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, I am kind of shocked by this one, too. I mean, because it hasn't been a huge numbers you know, show mm. for them. I mean, it's been moderate in the ratings, yeah. but so I was kind of shocked to see that they were going to go with it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly. Now this next thing, I'm shocked that it's the first time it's ever happening. WWE's first time in history, WrestleMania's main event will be an all-female match. It's going to be against three females. And the sad thing is, in my opinion, the only reason this happened is because Ronda Rousey is now in the WWE. Yeah. Like agreed. females have been in the WWE since the beginning why is it now 2019 and it takes Ronda Rousey, a former MMA like UFC fighter, to make this happen? I think that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, agreed. Especially in the time of women power. Like, agreed. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, seriously. I mean, like, and will she get her ass pounded like she <laughs> right? Like, and every, I mean, I, I, we're just exactly, saying. Exactly, exactly. It mean, is a title match, so it should be interesting. I know there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there that follow us, and we follow them, too. We're huge supporters. We love all you guys. But, it, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. The first ever female main event. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Oh, and huge shout-out, too, uh, 
uh, um, didn't want to skip over this with the renewals and stuff. Uh, SVU, Law and Order yeah, SVU. coming back. Yeah, we saw today. Record-breaking. Uh, officially renewed. Record-breaking. 21st season. Mm. Much to the chagrin of all the original Law and Order fans who could have had that it record. Could have had it. All kidding aside, though, well-deserved. You know, uh, our forever guest who's going to be on coming up here in a little bit, uh, Rebecca Kennedy, brilliant uh, uh, guest appearance on the show. So she's a part of the family. Amy Rutberg, uh, yeah. we just had on. She was on uh, episode. George, uh, Jeffrey Cantor. Jeffrey Cantor has been on, on every, every one of them. Yeah, every Law and Order. <laughs> um, so we've had a lot of guests on our show who have been on Law and Order uh, SVU. So um, huge congrats to them. I'm a huge fan of the show. Have been yep. since the beginning. Yep, and, um, 21 seasons. It's crazy. We're, we're bragging at the top of the show about one 60, year. Yeah, one like, year. <laughs> like 21 years uh, later. Oh my we'll gosh, see. That's so funny. Huge congrats. Yeah. I just felt like that was a perfect way no, to yeah, no, yeah, industry yeah. news. <laughs> All right, now it is time for our guest segment. Man, we got the one and only Mark Valley coming on the show today, guys. Man, he's got a lot to talk about. Yeah, he's got an impressive uh, history, man. You yeah, know, served seriously. our country in the Army, so, uh-huh. you know, kudos for that. We're going to talk to him about that. Uh, I'm a huge fan from Fringe and Human Target. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved both those shows. I'd like to see both come back. I'm yep. just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and he's hosting this awesome new podcast himself called The Live Drop, which yeah. is all about espionage and spies in the Cold War and everything. Yeah. So that's pretty epic. Yeah. Lots to talk about, man. Definitely, definitely. Well, here he is. Yep. Mark Valley, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm, man. How are you today? I'm, I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me inside the ant farm. Oh, man, absolutely. We're excited about this one. Uh, you're a fellow upstate New Yorker, so I'm always happy to have upstate New Yorkers on. <laughs> yeah, you have to clarify that, though. Where, where are you from in upstate? I'm from the Cuse, man. I'm from Syracuse. Are you from Syracuse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Syracuse. Big city compared to your city, I know, but... <laughs> Syracuse is the big city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was excited. Museums though. and everything there. It's amazing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I've been down in the south for a while now, though, man. We're down near uh, just outside New Orleans, so it's been a while since I've been back up there. Uh-huh. Love, though, that you're shooting the series there, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit because uh, I'm real excited about that as well, that web series. So what we'd like to do first is kind of introduce you to the fans who might not be familiar with you, uh, kind of talk about your background a little bit and how you got into acting and into the career and, and all things like that. I'm real curious because I saw, you know, and first of all, thank you for your service. For anybody that doesn't know, you served in the Army, uh, graduated at West Point and served over during Desert Storm. So thank you for your service, man. Greatly appreciate that. Sure. And uh, so I was curious, you graduate with mathematics and uh, engineering, correct? How does that lead to the acting career? I'm, I'm real curious about that. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't the fast track. To, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that wasn't my uh, intention. I, um, I wanted to be the quarterback of the New York Giants. There you but, go. But, uh, you know, that didn't work out. <laughs> um, I was uh, good at math in school and... I thought, well, um, I could be an engineer or do something like that. I, I, when you're from upstate, I know you guys are from Syracuse. You're from the big city, so it's a little different. But That's right. <laughs> when, you're from, <laughs> when you're from upstate, you kind of look at the world in a real practical way. Like, what am I good at? Mm-hmm. What can I do? You're right, um, right. And how can, I make, how can I make a living? You don't have this... Um, this, this, these dreams that people are chasing. Right. It's crazy. (laughs) No, I mean, it's true. Anybody who's not familiar with upstate New York, it's very industrialized, very factory warehouse. And and you're right. You look at it a whole different point of view. You sure do. Well, the factory's all closed. So that gives an added incentive to find something that's, uh, 
that's not going to go away. That's going to stick around for a while. Yep. So um, that added in. So I studied math and went to West Point. It was in the Army. I could always do impersonations. So we used to have these things called hail and farewells when an officer would leave. Um, they would ask me to do an impersonation of them, and that <laughs> yeah. led to writing little sketches about them, and that which led to my getting in trouble for writing sketches. <laughs> and doing That's hilarious. So, and so um, I just kind of kept that in mind. And when I was stationed in Berlin around the time of the wall came down, I felt like the Cold War was over, and I could sort of do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and living in a big city like that, I was able to look around and say, "Oh wow, I could, I could be." A photographer, I like that. I could be a writer, mm-hmm. I like that. I could, um, you know, be a filmmaker, I could do that. And uh, somebody said, "Hey, do you want to be an extra in a movie?" I said, "Sure, I can do that." So yeah, I was an extra in a film that was shot there. It was directed by John Schlesinger. He did like Midnight Cowboy and some other movies. Oh yeah, Anthony Anthony Hopkins was in it. I, and uh, I think on my first day, I was. I mean, I met Anthony Hopkins. And, uh-huh, that's <laughs> epic. I was just the extra that they kept dragging around and saying, you know, <laughs> sit over here and stir your coffee and sooner. Yeah, but, that's you know, fantastic, so. man. Anthony Hopkins and I want to say Isabella Rossellini. And like, yeah, quite the, quite the first experience with acting. That's pretty awesome. What was it like yeah, being guess, there uh, for when the wall came down, man? What was that like? I first found out about it. It was um, early in the morning. And... Someone called me on the phone. She said, you got to get down here. I said, what? She said, the walls come down. I said, oh, it's bullshit. Said, no, no, you got to come down. <laughs> so I got my car and you know, drove to Brandenburg Gate and got out and walked over. And there were a lot of people sort of collecting and wow. standing on top of it. You've seen the pictures. They're mm-hmm. standing on top of it. And it was, it was one of those feelings. I mean, I grew up with Reader's Digest showing the missiles, you know, the blue and the red. Absolutely. You know, you know you'd look at the Olympics and you think, oh, gosh, the DDR won again. Or, you know, they always said, there was this awe I had for um, some of these Eastern European countries in mm-hmm. some ways. And seeing it all just sort of trick, people just kind of trickling out and walking through, I felt, wow, this is, this whole, there's, there's, not only has it kind of changed the world, there's this whole authority that's just sort of stepped down. Yeah. I mean, it was a little scary at first because we didn't really know how the Russians were going to react. And given what they've done in, in Poland and right. Czechoslovakia and Hungary, there was still a little bit of, uh, let's wait and see how this goes. But, yeah. um, it was exciting. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm envious, man. I, what a what a time yeah. to have been there to experience it, man. That that's just surreal. Uh, <laughs> I like you grew up in that time, and and so it, it was just amazing to kind of see it all happen and to be able to talk to somebody that was there. Just fantastic. So I got to ask you, you're pretty into history as well. You say mathematics and engineering, but you've got a lot of love for history as well. And I know for around the Cold War era, and and it, did that all start with serving over there? Did, were you interested in this kind of stuff before that? Uh, I, I think I, I'm just generally a pretty curious person mm-hmm. about a lot of things. And well, in Europe, they have they have history, but they have a lot more of it than we have mm-hmm. in upstate Europe. Right. Oh yeah. It, it was just this way of looking at things wow this like to figure a place out like what's going on here why are they where they are you know sometimes i'll you know try to learn the language i'll look at their history and try to mm-hmm. so i was looking into european history at the time mm-hmm. yeah i was fascinated with especially the history of berlin from um you know from the 40s from post-war and and on and 
and also piqued my interest in you know espionage and intelligence with that being sort of the yeah. center of, of all that stuff at the time absolutely at and one time and we're definitely going to talk about that because i'm a huge fan of the podcast so we're going to get into that so okay so you finish up serving and you finish up your time over there and you've gotten your first movie gig and you've met anthony hopkins and so when does it decide you say yeah i think i can do this this might be a career how does it how do you make the transition from berlin to la and or new york and make the transition into acting from there um well i'd come back i, I mean when i did this film i'd come back from the gulf war and you know the wall had come down and i sort of felt ah, i've punched some big tickets here in life let me keep an open mind and see what else i could do so i start i did this film as an extra and then i started getting some other extra work just by word of mouth knowing people there's this one guy who walked around like with uh, a binder with polaroid pictures stapled into it and that he was like the big you know he, that, that was that was central casting in berlin at the time. <laughs> 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 a binder dude, with polaroids that's fantastic with a binder of polaroids and he would just kind of take that around and they say i want this guy this guy's like oh, okay i'll see if they're available so wow. i did a little bit of that and then i took an acting class in germany and uh, yeah i was in german it was I had nothing. It was. I found out later it was method acting. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you guys actors at all? Do you know? Uh, we're in the industry. Yeah, we're in the production side of it, but uh, and did a little bit of acting through college. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Well, somebody teaching the method in the wrong hands, it could sort of drive you insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but it was real. It was a real lesson for me. It's like Mark, you were like a, a shell that I had to pry open with my fingers and like that. <laughs> so I, I studied with this guy for a while and I was still in the army I was planning on getting out I turned down the advanced course and I was mm-hmm. sort of finishing my time out there working at the engineering office and I did a play and my acting teacher said Mark it's just time it's time for you to join your people to go <laughs> to New York you, you, you got this <laughs> like okay uh, yeah so I went to New York and I had some money saved up and I started taking lessons and in a couple of years I was on a soap opera yeah. And been pretty much working, I've been able to support myself since then. You know, I mean, there's some times I've had to, you know, go back to class, learn some new skills, try some new things, but um, that's pretty much how I got where I am. Yeah, man, I'd say I'd say you've done pretty good. A huge fan of Fringe, yeah. huge fan uh, of Human Target. I totally wish they would bring Human Target back. I was so disappointed when it only got two seasons, yeah. man. Yeah, a lot of people have been mentioning that lately. Well, you know, you see all these revivals going on, all the streaming service, man, and they could kick in the proper money yeah. for that show, and you could really have some fun. And I mean, honestly, the day and age of all these new streaming services, with they need content, so exactly. might as well bring something solid like that back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We'll start that campaign. It'll exactly. <laughs> we'll have you back at Apple. It'll be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as I can get the same stuff, man. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, just so you, okay. You ch- and then I got to talk about this because a huge, huge fan of the podcast. You know, we mentioned the act. And we should also say you're you're a published author. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you said you brought up photography and, and all the different things you do. I mean, quite quite the rounded individual. You got a lot of skills. Yeah, man. seriously. Writer, um, director. Yeah, writer, director, filmmaker. And, and we're going to, like I said, talk about the web series. But I want to talk about the podcast because... To me, you know, podcasts are booming right now. They've kind of found a niche and, and they're just taking off. And I, I came across yours called The Live Drop. 
And it was so fascinating to me, this idea of talking to... And what I really liked is that you didn't limit it to just people that were actually in the the spy industry or in these... You, you do authors and filmmakers and all these different people who have made you know, these projects about this time, the Cold War yeah. and espionage. I just thought that was really interesting. And I think you do a brilliant job, man, with with your your interviews and talking to these people. When did that come about? How did how did you come up with Let Me Do This Podcast? And how, uh, talk about how that all came together. I think it was about after Human Target, for a little bit after Human Target, I was get, getting more into um, trying to develop other shows. Yeah. And, some writing. and I was writing a pilot called Stasi Files. And it was about this... American operative goes back to Berlin, has to face his nemesis, and there's this, you know, collusion with this with the ex Stasi and ex KGB, and they're sort of running Europe, and Putin's sort of behind it all. So anyway, it was this deep mythology and all this, and I ended up doing a lot of uh, interviews, just research of people who worked in the the intelligence community that, mm-hmm. that had worked in Berlin at the time, where we're sort of around there, and I thought these are. Well, first of all, they're not not the easiest people to, to interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very on guard. <laughs> Why well, it's like, oh yeah, I'll I'll try. You know, interviewing people who don't like to talk. So I mean, once you've written a book and people are ready to tell their story, it's it's wonderful. But yeah. it's, uh, it's it can be a it can be a cagey experience. But I thought, you know, these interviews once they did sort of get rolling, they they were they were pretty fun. I thought I just kept it in the back of my head. It's like, it'd be cool to just interview people like that. Just, yeah put it on a podcast and um you know i'm continually interested in you know what happened in berlin at that time and what Mm kind of goes on with the intelligence community and i mean bigger questions how we process information and turn it into intelligence but i thought why don't i just start interviewing these people one after the other and it will be my research towards my next project in that Mm -hmm. genre so it, it was a it's sort of a means to an end as I'm just kind of collecting information. Also, I just wanted to have a show that nobody could cancel. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Because <laughs> it, it only costs $20. I thought, you know, I'm the one who's going to pull the plug on it. This time. <laughs> there so, you go. That, oh, my God. I love that. Nobody That's else. Like, as yeah. real as I've heard, I just wanted something that wouldn't be canceled. That's yeah, fantastic. seriously. Look, man, I, I'm a huge fan, though. I, I'm going to continue to push it on social media because I want a lot of uh, people thanks, to Thanks, man. You guys, you guys are – you're like – using swarm technology to promote stuff. Oh, yeah, dude, man. It's all about it. And I want as many people to hear this as possible. Because like you said, I I just it's got to be hard to interview those people who don't want to talk. And yet you find a way to make it very conversational, very informative, yet entertaining. And I think that's why it works so well. Yeah, you're talking about people that basically their whole lives have been secrets. And (laughs) and like you're getting them to open up about it. Exactly. So have you readdressed... this the the Stasi idea because you know collusion in Russia that seems like it might hit right now. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I pitched it around to just about everybody in 2000 end of 2016 or 2017 but at that point there was Deutschland 83 same sky mm-hmm. oh, yeah. say, um, Berlin station I mean I was even though I'd started it sooner yeah. it just took took me longer to, to kind of learn how to write a pilot and how to with, with yeah. the season in mind and then to write a bible and to put it all together so Basically, I was a little late to the, the Berlin party at that, at that point. So, um, but it, but it is still in the mix. It's a different type of show, but um, 
for yeah, me, it was a really great learning experience and how to pitch something. So, and we you should know, I'm mention. continuing to do that with other projects. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And we should mention, I mean, you're, you're not just a guy who decided to pick up and try to write something. I mean, you're, you're a candidate for a master in fine arts, right? For fiction. So, I mean, you, you got a little bit of skill writing, I'd say. Just a little. Yeah, I'm working at it. I'm working at it. Yeah, I consider it, you know, I feel, I feel new. I feel like a, a novice just sort of um, learning some things, but... um. Yeah, once you put put your putting your ideas on paper and getting them out there is uh, it's a rewarding experience. Oh, absolutely! And nowadays, especially, it's all about creating your own content. You know, you're exactly. in control, and with all the technology today to be so, let's bring it up the the web series. I mean, it's it's this day and age with technology, it's create your content, go out there, shoot it, and put it out there for people to watch. I mean, yeah. you even think about twenty years ago how hard that would have been for somebody to do, exactly. and now you just boom, you can go do it. However, whenever you want. Yeah, it's fantastic. So let's talk about that. You, it shoots in your hometown, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all locals, is that right? Everybody involved with the making and the acting of this is all local, right? Yes. yes. Oh, that's it so was, epic. Uh, yeah, it was sort of based on a short story I had as a idea as a kid that kind of led into it, which was, you know, one time when I was, I threw a snowball at the wrong car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this kid gets sort of drawn into this underworld. And, um, you know, I talked to this other guy I knew back there who'd made a zombie film. <laughs> uh, there's other people that are musicians and they're recording rap songs. And there's all this, this little, you know, group of creatives up there in post-industrial America mm-hmm. in the middle of winter making things. And I thought this might be a, a pretty good place to try to do something where not only am I taking a chance and learning something new, but everybody else can join me at the same time. And it could be sort of a community effort. Um, yeah, because I, I really took advantage of the, of just how a lot of things already looked. And mm-hmm. people say, "Wow, it's kind of gritty." Your production value, you know. I said, no, this wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, that's <laughs> just Ottensburg. It's right, okay. like, like yeah. <laughs> kind of some parts of the Berg, you know. And I mean, I did get some pushback because I really sort of pushed for that. I wanted yeah. to sort of, you know, gritty Jim Jarmish kind of film thing, you know. Because yeah. uh, I think a lot of, I mean, a lot of stuff you see now, a lot of you know, short films or videos or even web series, they have this incredible production value that's a little bit farther ahead of the storytelling, yeah. the acting, the, the direction. So I, I wanted, to, I sort of wanted, I was kind of making this, I was kind of, it was kind of like a game of whack-a-mole whenever anything got too good, you know? Yeah. I, I just wanted to keep it kind of consistent. So this yeah. sounds a little off, the picture's moving, you know, editing is, is, is good, but um, it all works together as a as a coherent piece. And yeah, I made 15 episodes. It's really about 90 minutes of content. I've edited it together as a as a as a feature, more mm-hmm. or less, with just little you know interstitials in between, with like episode 101, 102, yeah. 103. So right. you can watch it without having to you know jump back and forth and listen to the opening credits. All oh, the that's time. awesome! And you've uh, so, actually put it on the film festival circuit, right? Yeah, I put it on the film festival circuit. I, was, I entered the first three episodes as a short film because it has sort of a beginning, middle, and an end. And yeah. It does open up an investigation. I wasn't going to be in it initially, but we had a real uh, police, a real police from, um, who was going to play one of the parts, and mm-hmm. he he, did, he couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. I, it was a couple days before I thought, well, I'll just play the, I'll just play one of the detectives. And yeah, there you go. We'll go on from there. But um, yeah, it was that's uh, quite an experience, guys. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> you know. To go back to a place and to, to turn on the camera and to make up stories, people are always asking, wait, is this about us? Is this us? And I called it Zberg. And mm-hmm. 
the problem is a lot of people would arch up if there's anything negative, you know. You don't, yeah. I mean, people naturally don't want you to show up, turn on a camera, and just start filming their right. dirty laundry. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> but on the same, but by the same token, it's like, look, not everybody's a hero, you guys. I never said you're all going to look like Steve McQueen, you know. Right. So, That's right. Well, can I, except for me, I tried to make me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta, gotta look good. But um, right. yeah, that was an interesting experience. But getting everybody to come together and work on it was was a lot of fun because the community really stepped forward. We had the, you know, I mean, the, the stories you hear from independent filmmakers, you know, wow, the the ambulance and the, the they came out and helped us. They gave us a crew. The police station mm-hmm. let us shoot the station and. We had extras walking around, and it looks like extras in the police station scenes, but they're actually real police because <laughs> they think we could—they think we could shoot there, but they said, look, we're not going to stop anything. Yeah, right. You know, so oh, man, that that's, was, that's hilarious. I doubt all. We've all been there. I mean, I, I, I think sometimes that's the best content. Yeah. And who hasn't shot a zombie movie, right? Exactly. I, mean, I think we all got a zombie movie. The raunchy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. But yeah, congrats on that. And where can people see that? Because I, I really I want people to be able to watch that as well. Definitely. Yeah, go to zbergny.com. Awesome. And um, yeah, I think the first three episodes are, you can find those for free. And it'll give you a link to go to Vimeo and the rest of it. The rest of it is kept behind a paywall, not necessarily because I want to make a trillion dollars off of it. Um, I mean, as you guys know, with web series, if you can make 20% of your investment back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're kind of in the top five percentile. But uh, really, it was just uh, I, I, sometimes there's a lot of pressure on people when you do something for the first time or you're mm-hmm. doing an amateur work that, oh, wow, it's going to be online forever, everywhere. Right. So I, was, I just wanted to kind of keep it behind a paywall just to be, have some sort of uh, control over it. You know? There you go. Yeah. I, I so just, hopefully, it'll, hopefully it'll just have one of those, uh, you know, cult followings. Somebody will dig it up in 10 years and they go, oh my oh, God. I, right. I, I would think so. <laughs> just looking at the production still, some of the behind the scenes photos and yeah. stuff, they look fantastic. I, I would watch it for sure. I mean, I'm definitely going to go check it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, you you very are a grizzled detective looking guy. He's got the trench yeah. on. The, oh yeah. It's, you got to check it out. Uh, I, one of the things I really admire about you, though, and one of the things I think that that have has come across in all that you do is is the realism, man. Even in this interview, Ray, I just like how real you are. Yeah, seriously. yeah. I mean, I think it comes across in the acting. I think that what mm-hmm. worked so well on Human Target is the is uh, you could just you were a likable guy even when exactly. you weren't doing stuff that was cool. You were, he was likable. Uh, exactly. You know, he's like this guy's just real. And uh, man, I just huge respect. Yeah. For thanks. That. Thanks. I mean, that's something I kind of you know as you start trying different things and trying I start I'm looking for a, a, some consistent themes in right. my work and that's um you know it's funny you point that out but that is something that I realized oh wow I really do sort of dig for that mm-hmm. you know, I did this I did this um I mean you guys are going to think oh my god where does he get the time but last year I, I went to Africa to volunteer for this uh, or oh, wow. Kenya to volunteer for this medical company and yeah. I put together I thought well how can I help them and I thought well I'll just you know, I had a camera, my iPhone. I thought, well, I could make a quick documentary about what it is you do, and because um, I was just fascinated with shooting. Yeah, right. Thing shooting. Th- anyway, I'll post that somewhere so you can look at it. But I like to use real, 
real people and try to um, give them shortcuts too. Oh wow, that's awesome! And awesome. then just move on. So. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah, that. yeah, me too. Yeah, please do post that so we can watch. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah, I just like I said, I just you seem like somebody who's just nonstop, You're like a machine that's exactly. always thinking about always what's next, thinking. what's next, what can I do, new what can content. I do? Like, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> not a problem. So, what do you what do you got coming up? We know you're going to keep working on the podcast, and uh, what, what you got coming up in the future? What can we look for? Oh wow, let me think. Um, like work wise, yeah, like acting work wise. Um, let's see. I did. Uh, you know, there's a show on 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 CBS. I'm kind of proud of. It's called Blood and Treasure, mm-hmm. and um, I did an episode where I played the father of uh, Matt mm-hmm. of the of the lead character, and um, yeah, it was interesting. It's some, some of the people that are making it were people that worked on Human Target, so it was oh, sort of awesome. that's cool. It was fun to to go back, and that might um, that might evolve into something else. But it was a really nice. I mean, it's an action show. It's almost like Indiana Jones, mm. with, you know, with this guy and a girl. And uh, yeah, I play his dad, this grizzled guy with a Boston accent. I don't know what it is, but I keep getting. I mean, I've probably been to Boston three times, but I keep getting jobs from right? <laughs> Boston accent. <laughs> I, I, all I can say is a Boston accent might, might be in my future. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, be stay careful tuned. who your roommates are in college, you know, <laughs> you hear their voices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you know. So yeah. I did that, and then, um, yeah, and then I just uh, just finished up a script. It's a comedy, and um, I don't know. I'm hoping to call that. We'll see what happens. Yeah, wow. Fantastic, yeah, man. Can't well, wait. Yeah, listen, man. Just so happy to have you on the show, and we wish you just nothing but continued success with all of the projects, man. Like I said, we're gonna steer people to the podcast and, and to the the uh, Zberg, and just yeah, dude. We we couldn't be more happy that you were on. Just think, like I said, it's it's nice to talk to somebody so real and and who has a passion for what they do. You clearly have a passion for what you do. You're always trying to look for something or create yeah. content, and uh, we just love those kind of people, man. Yo, thanks, guys. What are you What are you guys doing besides your podcast, which is cool? A bunch of stuff going on, man. Yep, staying busy, staying busy. As they say, numerous projects in various stages of development. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's looking good, and uh, we're making the move. Like I said, we're outside of New Orleans right now, but we're making the move out to L.A. in May. And uh, got oh, fantastic! Oh yeah, so you know we're ready to make the move out there. So we're pretty pumped. Oh, that's great. I think it's cool. You guys are doing a podcast. And you're, I mean, you're talking to people that are in the business. It's yeah. I mean, you're you're. Your intelligence gathering. I mean, it's, it's right? appreciate. Yeah, dude. If you're I interested mean, in something, do a podcast. And, you know, exactly. Great now is people agree to do on people agree to be on a podcast. It's yeah, seriously. Well, look, you can't. You couldn't have said it better. I mean, with we've been able to build a, a tremendous contact list through doing the podcast, and like you said, it's amazing how many people will agree to come on. And and you know, it's all about in this business connecting and making contacts. And this podcast has been great for us to be able to do that. So yeah, that's wonderful. Nice yeah. to meet you guys. No, it's yeah, very nice to meet you, nice to meet you too, too man. And like I said, huge fan. I mean, I, all the way to Boston Legal. And like, I mean, I've just been a fan for a while, man. And we couldn't be more happy to have you on. Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. Well, listen, man, anytime you want to come back on, especially if you got something in development or something hits and you want to talk about it or just, I mean, anytime, open invite, man. We'd love to have you back. Okay, cool. Let's let's do it. Yeah, I'll tell you guys some more stories when you come out to L.A. Awesome. Absolutely, man. We'll, we'll definitely make that happen. It'd be a pleasure to meet you in person, man. And hey, good luck. Thanks. All right, man. We'll take care. And like I said, we'll be in touch soon. And just anytime you want to come back on, let us know. We'll make it happen, bud. Cool. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. 
Man, it just seems like that guy just, he acts so that he can live, basically. Yeah, I mean, Man, and, like, and is okay with that. Yeah. He's like, I'm not trying to make a zillion dollars. No. I'm just trying to do what I do. I'm just trying to go to and... these places and create these experiences for myself. Yeah, I love So I whipped out my iPhone and yeah. made a documentary. Exactly. Oh, I... okay. Like, yeah, I just, I knew though. I, I just kind of got this feel from him that he would just be this real guy, yeah. you know, and he just, I, yeah. I love that. And yeah really really intelligent and you just talked about us being intelligent yeah. but this guy's clearly got him yeah. you know oh, man what a fun time to yeah to. seriously thank you again mark valley for coming on the show all right now it is time for our top five segment man this week it is top five rock bands oh my goodness it was so hard so hard that chris little cam and latte are like nope we're not even gonna yeah, be part of it. <laughs> they didn't even attempt which i totally get because like i have my five and then i was literally want to change it yeah. i just want to change it or add to it i could i think i could have done maybe top 20 i know top seriously 20. it was so hard so hard but we should say we have our forever guest rebecca kennedy she's going to be joining us today that's for this right top because five. it wouldn't be nearly as fun without having her struggle to come up with five right exactly I, mean, it's, I can't wait to hear what she comes up hell with. yeah hell yeah you know she's always on our biggest episodes so. that's right yeah uh, sixth time Six times. Yep. It's so crazy to me that she's been on here six times so already. So crazy. We haven't so scared crazy. her off yet. Nope. She must be as crazy as nope. we are. Nope. Here she is. Rebecca, what's up? Hey, how are you? Uh, we're doing awesome. How are you today? Uh, doing well, too. Thanks. <laughs> Fantastic. How's the weather out there? Oh, it's nice. It's uh, been uh, really nice. It's in the 70s today. Oh, I'm so, so. jealous. Oh, I know. I know. I can't wait. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks from today, we'll be yeah. out there. So I'm, I'm yeah. pumped. <laughs> so, all right. Well, as we were just talking about right right before you called, I mean, we, we were so excited to get you in on this top five because it had to be one of the hardest ones for us Seriously. recently. I, I don't know yeah. about you, but I couldn't, I, I was having such a hard time getting five. Yeah. I mean, I could have done like 30 or 40 or, you yeah. know, it's, it's a tough one. But Yeah, who, it was hard. <laughs> but who better to have up to the challenge than our forever guest? Our right? forever guest. By the way, sixth <laughs> time, sixth time on the show. I mean, I can't even believe. That's so awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, well, thank you guys for having me six times. <laughs> no, thank you for coming six times. It's uh, yeah, like, you know, seriously. We are so appreciative that you come yeah, whenever we ask the you. The fans love it. Yeah. They do. I mean, every time we have you on, we just get the best response. You're just so great to have on. Yeah, seriously. Oh, thank you. Of course. It's either, course. either it's. I have too much time on my hands, or... <laughs> <laughs> or not enough, yeah. I completely understand. Well, you know, but you know, whatever the reason, we're happy. Exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to save you the best for last, of okay. course. Okay. Of course. You probably all say mine anyway. So <laughs> right. There, there's a yeah, lot of oh, oh, no, See, yeah, at least you were brave enough. We ha Everybody else bailed on this category. They wanted no part of trying yeah. to come up with their top five. So at least you were yeah, brave enough is... to come up with the challenge. So it's yeah, me, Logan, tough. and you. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> so it. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I guess I get this thing started. Um, honorable mentions. Well, it was a tie between like pink floyd and the doors yeah because they are just so they broke into the industry so it's such an impactful you way you can't have any meat if you don't eat your pudding that's <laughs> all i'm saying let's remember that that's good life advice right there exactly exactly <laughs> and uh going a little bit more with my hippie side sublime i love sublime um the Jimi Hendrix experience. Love me some Jimi wow. Hendrix. Yeah, love. Couldn't remember Dumbo. I, but Dumbo. yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> but you know Jimi Hendrix. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. Right. It's okay. um, then I got ACDC, Led Zeppelin, and Nirvana. Mm. 
I know, man. man. It gets a good list. That is, good that is I a tried solid to, list. I tried to hit like the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was it was interesting. It really was. All right, so okay, here come mine. All right, and uh, I'm old school, so I got a couple old ones on there. But you know, Queen, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what epic, just epic. And then I gotta throw in Axel and Slash mm. with Guns and Roses. Yes. I mean, I don't think you can have best rock band. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably one. I, I, okay, no, <laughs> that's all I can say. Aerosmith. Huge yeah. Aerosmith fan. Uh, the Eagles. Yeah, hello. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on now. Uh, and the Beatles. Mm. Obviously. I mean, of course. Obviously. Now, I have a couple of honorable mentions uh, because I had, I could have, like I said, done 50 of these things. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fleetwood Mac. I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac. I was so like, mm, should I put Fleetwood? Should I, I know. not put Fleetwood? And then, so. then they went through that little period of time where they kind of weren't rock. Uh, yeah, little, uh, yeah, yeah. They kind of like experimental kind of weird stuff when they all five original weren't together. So I'm like, eh. Honorable right. mention, but I can't put them on there. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it. I mean, I could put Joan Jett, right. I could Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Bon Jovi. It's so like, hard. Van Halen. I know. I gotta give a shout out to Van Halen. Van Halen. Come on. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm gonna stop so I can leave some for Rebecca. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're actually you're good. You're good. Okay. Um, all right. So I, yeah, I I have a kind of a weird taste in um in music. I'm not a big like hard rock fan. Mm-hmm. So, um, why, why my husband loves like system of a down, I'm a little more on the other side where it's like stuff that I want to be able to like sing in the shower. There you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, so these are going to be interesting. So I also have the Beatles cause yes. I feel yes. like, of know, course. Yeah. so many good songs. Um, I also have Queen because I mean you can't. Uh, yeah, exactly. seriously, exactly. So, so she's what and she meant to say. She has great taste. Yeah, in music. sure, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, these other ones are you know are debatable, but um, <laughs> no. Uh, have you guys seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. Yeah, I actually, you know, it's you know how many great songs they have, but you kind of forget yeah. how many are are how many amazing songs they have. Absolutely. Like that movie reminded me of like. Oh yeah! Like mm-hmm. they have so many great songs. It's true. I mean, when we were watching it, I, 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 I there were at least four people I could overhear go, "That was Queen!" Mm-hmm. Like, oh like my they God. didn't even realize yeah. it was yeah. Queen. So yeah, that's yeah. You're so right. So funny. Right. Um, okay, and so then I have uh, the Fray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Coldplay. Mm, Those yes. are um, Perry <laughs> Moore. Yes. Another one. Those are my five, and then I have. Uh, Two honorable mentions, and it's hard. It's hard because there are actually so many that you, like you should right, <laughs> like, exactly. So it's really not even my top necessarily top five. It's just like five that I like. There you um, go. There you go. Uh, honorable mentions are Maroon Five and uh, Panic at the Disco. Oh my oh. goodness, some phenomenal See? choices, yeah, man. Lil Cam should have been here. She yeah. jumped all over that. She yeah. loves Maroon Five and yeah. Panic at the Disco. So. Yeah. See why? Why? Why did they bail? Because they, they, they were scared. scared. They were scared. <laughs> I mean, and if you were going modern and all like that, you. You know, Lil Kim would have thrown in Pretty Reckless. Exactly. I love Pretty Reckless. They're pretty yeah. Yeah, you know, have you know. to go old school. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Well, congrats for being brave enough to come on and do it. And those were great choices. <laughs> like, honestly. I had no idea I was being so brave. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, so, all right. Uh, well, while they're stuck in limbo, transition, right. transition. LOL. <laughs> You have some news, <laughs> right? You have some news about the film you want to share? Yeah. Um, so... It's uh, premiering, my film Limbo is, uh, well, it had a premiere overseas, but its U.S. premiere is um, next Wednesday, April 3rd, which is also my birthday. Oh, Uh, yeah. (laughs) So it's a nice way to uh, celebrate my birthday on the day. 
Uh, it's premiering at the Beverly Hills Film Festival at the Chinese Theater. That's oh, really excited. That is awesome. Yes, Congratulations. Yes, yes. And happy early Thank birthday, you. of course. Yes, happy uh, Thank uh, you. fellow April birthday. Mine's on the 14th. I'll be out there for mine, too, so that's fantastic. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, happy, er, happy early birthday. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. well, happy early birthday to you, too. Uh, Thank April you. babies are the best. I'm just going to say. It's true. So, uh, so yeah, we're really excited about this, and, and hopefully everybody will, be, uh, you know, rush out to see it and be able to see because it, it was a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. We talked about it the last time you were on the show, and and mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. So let's let's remind everybody kind of what it's about because it's a really interesting yeah, uh, yeah concept <laughs> of uh, hell. <laughs> I mean, if, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's basically about a murderer uh, who finds himself on trial, caught between uh, a better prosecutor and an inexperienced defense attorney mm-hmm. on whether or not he's going to go to hell. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of the the premise, and it's got um, James Purefoy and uh, Veronica Cartwright, Scotty Thompson, Peter Jacobson, uh, Lou Temple, just like a lot of really awesome awesome actors. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen the whole thing yet, so I'm excited to see it um, put together, and then hopefully it'll. Uh, get some distribution and and be out um, for people to see. Definitely. Well, I mean, uh, shoot, I wish we were going to be there like a, just a little bit earlier. Right. That would have been so amazing. <laughs> that would have been epic. Man. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you very much. The, yeah. And we should say that, that you can watch a trailer for it and you can kind of see what it, I mean. It, it's just, we'll direct everybody to where to find yeah. it and all that. As if everybody, uh, we pretty sure everybody knows where to follow you now. Because yeah, they right. Because you <laughs> you're on the show. Hopefully. But, uh, <laughs> but we will direct anyway and, and send them your way. And we should say, I'm just going to say, this is my opinion. I'm pretty sure J-Lo and all of our listeners will agree. But I'm going to say that NBC made the decision to pick up the record-breaking 21st season because uh-huh. of your epic performance yeah, in the Book of I'm Esther. just saying. It's all because of you, Rebecca. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, no. Um, no, that's really, really exciting. I mean, I figured they were going to get picked up. I would have been shocked if they Yeah, if agreed, they agreed. But- Agreed. Um, you never know, but it was really, really exciting to see that um, they're making, making, breaking records. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So Finally, I mean, he wanted so bad to bake, uh, break Gunsmoke with the original yeah. Law and Order, and NBC just like totally blew yeah, that. And just, I was like, ah, oh. but he finally yeah. got it. He finally got it. And you know, I'm just saying, I'm going to put this out there in the in the Dick Wolf world, but. Many people have made multiple appearances on the show, and I just think Rebecca <laughs> just should saying. be back on the show. It was, I mean, come on, it was Thank one of the you. most talked about episodes of the, uh, of the season, and it was incredible. Yeah, and I really think you should be back on the show. Yeah. I really do. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It means it means a lot. I'm just, I'm, you know, really honestly so thrilled to have been gotten to be a part of the family. I mean, for yeah. twenty, now it's going to be twenty one years. I mean, right. Air seasons. I mean, it's just incredible that a show could go on for that long and be that that meaningful and memorable and still touch people the way it does. It's really incredible. That's really well said. That is really well said. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there's just a ton of SVU fans out there. Seriously. And Rebecca mm. Kennedy fans. Yeah. I can tell that night, man, Twitter blew it up. It really did. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was going, because we follow, you know, you and, and SVU and yeah. all the uh, Rebecca Kennedy fans and SVU. Uh, man, my phone, I, I, I was know. like, and I thought it was going to blow the up. notifications, <laughs> man. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> crazy everyone that night. hated me that night. Yeah. Yeah, um, it I, was... know, I knew I had a, I knew I had a big following, but I didn't realize like online how how incredible the fans were. So mm-hmm. it was really nice to 
have the support, um, especially being, you know, in one episode, you know, they have every people every week to come in, you know, and right. so, every, you know, every week it's a new, new cast as far as guest cast. So it was really incredible to have people um, latch on and, and relate and love a character that was only on for one episode. So, yeah, but I, really te- nice. I tell you, I think it really, really caught the attention of and, and brought in a lot of new fans to the show because, like I said, I do follow a lot of it. And whenever Book of Esther replays, I mean, you see Twitter light up again. I mean, they they go and rewatch it again. I mean, it was an extremely powerful episode that I think a lot of people just every time they see it, they got to watch it. Mm -hmm. And so that kudos to you. (laughs) I mean, seriously, it was it was just the back and forth. You know, I mean, you were just incredible. It was just, Mm. yeah, it was it was awesome. I'll have to bring you around with me more often. (laughs) (laughs) But it would be my pleasure to promote the hell out of you wherever we are. Honestly, I just. I think it was phenomenal. It really was. Thank you. Oh my goodness. They wrote um they wrote such an interesting and unique character and when yeah. I read the script for the first time I was like I I have to play this. I don't yes. I don't know if it's going to go my way but I just I felt really connected to her and even though she's very far away from me as a person um for whatever reason she just meant a great deal to me so it was really an honor to be able to play her and that people um connected so well yeah and it, and it hit at the perfect time because it was right after that whole family situation yes, that it's right. loosely based <laughs> off <laughs> of so. ripped from the headlines yeah, right, right. Like, i just yeah. still i can't get that scene out of my head with, with the, the, the ripping the candy you know yeah. <laughs> the, in I was the like, subway hey, yeah, yeah. And, yeah oh shit uh, i mean yeah and then of course the the look on everybody uh, no. just we don't want to give away the end for no some, the no. one person who lives under a rock who hasn't seen it yeah but seriously it just yeah. <laughs> but i'm not gonna lie every time it's on i stop and watch it yeah me too me too oh well thank you guys i no, really appreciate and, that and s- seriously though thank you you have just been there really from day one and you have been so amazingly wonderful yeah. and you are so awesome to your fans which i think really garnered us a lot of fans because they were so uh you know the, i guess attracted to you on the show and yeah. your personality on the show and what you've done on here the, we, like i said every time we say you're coming on we we just get blown up with oh my gosh rebecca's coming yeah. back on so i, I mean oh, we just well, we, people are very kind <laughs> well and you're very kind and it, and it shows and it translates i think that's why you have such a huge fan base and we're just gonna have you on until you just say no it's gonna be like the supernatural thing but you're not gonna stop right yeah, yeah. Until, <laughs> they just they just until, stop. I'm, that, until i'm dead that's i will what, continue to come back on even if you know even if i'm driving somewhere like i will make it Aww. make it happen yes um, I, I, it. I really appreciate the support and you know honestly it's like it's people like you guys and the fans that you know, enable us to do what we do because we, you know, we wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't have 21 seasons of a show like that if people didn't watch. So that's true. It's, it's totally because of you guys that I can even do what I do. Stop. Keep going. Keep going. We just, you know, lift each other up and make each other feel better. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. That's what it's all about, right? Supporting the supporters, really. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I, I feel like, you know, to your credit, too, it's people like you who also make it happen because mm-hmm. I feel like it, when when people like yourself take the time to reach out to the fans and to the people that support them and give that appreciation back, that's, I mean, it's it huge. means a world of difference to a lot of these people. Exactly. You know, and, and a simple hello makes their whole week possibly yeah. that week or, or month or yeah. so I mean I, yeah. I think just to your credit and, and and individuals like yourself who do that who yeah. take the time and realize that just that simple hello or mm-hmm. a retweet of a tweet that they made or something might make their whole world the difference between yeah. night and day for them so kudos to you for doing that yeah. and, I, and I think yeah. it's just as important as what we do what you do in, in appreciation back to the fans so well thank you I think that as people like we all just want to 
be seen and heard. Mm-hmm. And if I can, even though I don't see myself as anything that special, but if I can make someone's day or, or put a smile on their face, that makes me feel a lot better. So, Well, I, I can't lie. This top five has put a smile on my face. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, every like time you're five. on, we just, like, kind of, we, yeah, we're beaming always, with smiles. <laughs> I like doing the top fives with, fives with you guys because it, it makes me think like, okay, I need to go back and think of, of who, who I do like. It's the right. Thought about so. <laughs> so, yeah, and as we keep building these appearances, maybe you could go and see how your tastes have changed yeah. over the years. You know, it's like, right. oh, I thought I liked this, but now I think I like this. So, yeah, that is kind of fun to kind of really readdress and rethink yeah. things a little bit. We could so. start a, a memorabilia segment. Rebecca Kennedy's top fives. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's great. That's so funny, so awesome. funny. Well, listen, thank you so much, as always, for coming on and talking to us, and best of luck with the premiere. Uh, thank ho- you. I mean, I'm so excited for you for that, and yeah. like you said, we just hope it gets a distribution real quick and all, everybody can see it, because yeah. it deserves to be seen, and, and just, we can't, like I said, thank you enough for coming on and joining us, and you can guarantee you're going to be back on the 70th uh, Definitely, 70th definitely. Show. I can't even say 70th, awesome. that's so big. <laughs> that's, congratulations <laughs> um, for having that many shows, that's incredible. I, you. We can't believe it ourselves. Yeah. Like people let us stick around for over a year right. now already. It's crazy. Right. We're pretty crazy. <laughs> we <are. laughs> but but because again of you and all of the great guests we've had on the show and just it's been wonderful fan support and wonderful guest support. You guys are amazing. Oh well, thank you. We got you guys too. I'm I'm excited to see where you guys continue to go. Oh, uh, just wait until we get to LA. You know, we're making the permanent move to LA exactly. in May. So you you oh, think wow. we're crazy now? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to get a forever guest top five appearance maybe recorded in person. Ooh, it's oh, it's true. Hey, oh, I would love that. That would, I would be awesome. Love that. Yeah, us too. Yeah. <laughs> so you can guarantee it's going to happen. I mean, at some point. So <laughs> Definitely, definitely. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to let you go and get back to your day right. and enjoy that beautiful weather. Definitely. Because uh, <laughs> we're a little jealous right now because, you know, it's, it's going to be humid and rainy here again all weekend. But um, <laughs> so enjoy that. And we will definitely be in touch with you really soon. And again, thank you so much for coming on and joining us again thanks for having me have a great weekend all right bye-bye now bye she's just great she is yeah it's hard not to laugh and have a good time when she's on because she's just so great i get so excited every time she comes on oh yeah seriously Mm. Mm. thank you again our forever guest rebecca kennedy for coming on the show for the top five oh man it's time to take it back it's time to take it back it's time for this week in history yeah i had a fun one with this one i mean there was a lot of stuff there was a lot this week uh, in history yeah i tried to keep it all entertainment related obviously we're an entertainment podcast you know you know um but yeah a lot of stuff so all right uh in 1913 uh this week new york's palace theater the legendary home of vaudeville opened on broadway oh wow yeah in 1913 crazy yep 1958 this week Elvis Presley was inducted into the Army in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 1973 shout out to uh one of our favorite guests eric braden yeah. uh victor newman 1973 this week the young and the restless premiered on cbs oh man yeah that's 19, crazy i was three, they were three. when the young and the restless show's still premiered. on guys it's, it's still on <laughs> it is and still going strong yeah yeah so that's one of cool. the most watched soap operas by yeah. far that did and whoo Wow, 73. 1962 mm. this week, Jack Parr, 
hosted the Tonight Show for the final time. Ooh. Yeah, for all you youngins out there, yeah. who, well, they probably only know Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this guy named Johnny Carson was like the uh, yeah, long time exactly. host of the Tonight Show. But there was somebody who hosted it before him, Jack yeah. Parr, who was actually the first. Um, yeah, debuted uh, 1962, uh, his last show. And then Carson didn't come on until October Oh wow! So yeah, this week, that's a lot of gap. Yeah, that's a lot of gap. They the it's very funny because after his very last show, the next night they showed a repeat. Oh really? With him. <laughs> so it's like, hey, his last show, but you can watch him again tomorrow on a repeat. That's like, fine. So, that's fine. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I I couldn't not do this one. Uh, nineteen eighty one. Uh, Ronald Reagan, yep, President yep. Ronald Reagan, you know, you know. was shot and seriously injured in an assassination attempt by John W. Hinckley Jr. Mm. Uh, I I did this one because well one because you know it's Reagan of course, and of course. it's all entertainment related. For you guys who don't know, Reagan was an actor before he was president and governor, yep. uh, governor of California and president of the United States, obviously. Um, but hugely successful actor and was the president of the Screen Actors Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, and for any of you guys out there that don't know, the reason that John Hinckley tried to kill Ronald Reagan, also sort of somewhat entertainment related, mm-hmm. was infatuated with Jodie Foster and wanted her to love him and was trying to get her attention. Mm-hmm. And at this time, she was like, what, 14? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, she was so, still pretty young. She was young as shit. Yeah, and, still uh, pretty young. Dude's pretty weird. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And now he's out yeah. and apparently having trouble finding love. Oh, no way. No, uh, no way. shit. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> it's like, but anyway, That's that hilarious. was this week in history. Yeah. I thought that was pretty well rounded. I mean, was. That's a lot of stuff in this week's history. That's he's, hilarious. He's having trouble finding love. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> it's called Tinder, Hinkley. Oh, it's man. <laughs> swipe right? left. Swipe, swipe right. <laughs> <laughs> how, you be, how would you like to be the lady that that one pops up? Right. Like, Why like, does this name sound familiar? <laughs> well, I shot right. Ronald Reagan once upon a time. <laughs> I want to call you Jody. Uh, right, like, <laughs> can I call you Jody at night? Like, no. <laughs> I'll be a taxi driver. Oh you remember she was a taxi driver, Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, this is a good one right here. Oh, man. It is. Parasipicus. Parasipicus. That's right. Perspicicus. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Perspicicus. Having strong insight into the understanding of things, mm. she showed perspicuous judgment. Mm. Yes, mm. a strong insight to the understanding of things. I feel like we do that every week. It's true. We have it's a strong true. insight yeah. to the understanding yeah. of all things yeah. every week. It's the whole first hour of this show, honestly. That's <laughs> true. I mean, you know. In, in fact, yeah, you could call our industry news segment perspicuous. You could. You, you could. You could. <laughs> but it wouldn't be nearly as easy as industry news. Exactly. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. People would just, like, yeah. yeah. They would just fumble through it. it would just, <laughs> That's our new breed of ant, perspicuous. Perspicuous. I, We're can't, the perspicuous even, I can't even say it. That's so crazy. <laughs> but anyway, let's go over to box office. Let's do a little recap. Oh, man. A lot of stuff out outdid my predictions last week. Like us. Ooh, buddy! I've only predicted forty-five to fifty-five. It got seventy-one point one million dollars. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Now I've heard that Get Out is better. 
That's what, what a lot of people are yeah, saying. Yeah, that's what I heard. So maybe not a lot of return visitors. Maybe, I mean, maybe. you're going to see a significant drop this weekend. Maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, number two was Captain Marvel with 34.2. I predicted 25 to 30, so it's awesome that that one's still chugging along. And closing in quickly on a billion. On a billion. billion. Yeah, it's probably, it might hit it this week. Probably, I, I think so, because I think this past weekend it, it crossed 910 million. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure by the end of this weekend coming up, yeah, yeah it'll cross the billion dollar mark. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, three and four, I got flip-flopped. I had Five Feet Apart at three and Wonder Park at four, but it's flip-flopped. So Wonder Park's at three, and that got 8.8 million. But I got the numbers right with between five to 10 million. So there we go. Uh, five feet apart was four. Like I said, it got eight point five million. I predicted seven to ten. So boom. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon was number five, which I got right, and that was six to five million, or six point five million, and I predicted three to five. So outdid my predictions. Proud of y'all. Proud of growing up so fast. Growing up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. At least I got the first or the five right. Not in order, but you know. They're in there. But new this week, it's Dumbo. Dumbo's finally coming. The live action Dumbo. Man, I I think it's going to be number one. I'm not even going to lie. I think Dumbo's going to be number one. You know what also is coming out this week? The one that I really don't want to see. What's that? Beach Bum. Yo, with Matthew yeah. McConaughey and Now, is Snoop that in Dog. limited or full it's release? It's limited. Limited, okay. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, so with that, they're only predicting like two to five, which is understandable. But that one and Unplanned, which is also limited because that's only at our D'Iberville Theater and not our Biloxia or Gulfport Theater. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's pretty interesting. And movies that are still out, you got like Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral. You got Lego Movie 2, What Men Want. Alita Battle Angel, How to Train Your Dragon, Captain Marvel, Wonder Park, Five Feet Apart, and Us. Man, like I said, I think Dumbo's going to be number one with around 50 to 60 million. Yeah. Number two, I think it's going to be Us with 35 to 40 million. Number three, I think it's going to be Captain Marvel with around 15 to 20 million. Number four, I think it's going to be Wonder Park with around 5 to 10 million. And number five, I think it's going to be Five Feet Apart with around 5 to 10 million. So, feeling pretty confident, feeling pretty confident. I really want to get out and see Dumbo because I know little Cam really loves that one. And honestly, I don't even remember the cartoon. So, really? Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be kind of like watching it for the first time. I would like to just go on the record and say, J-Lo, that I really appreciate you week in and week out for the last 14 months. One year and two months. Oh. Okay, or 60 weeks. <laughs> yeah. Reminding me of how pathetically fucking young you are <laughs> and how ridiculously old I am. Yeah. <laughs> I want to really thank you for that, but I don't even remember the cartoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck you. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, there's that vulgar thing yeah, yeah, that we about. That's why we have the E on there, folks, because exactly. of J-Lo reminding me how old I am. I just, I do want to throw something out there for the box office because I saw this news come out and I just mm. it popped into my head Which while you were written. Avengers Endgame predictions have come out. Oh shit! Um, and yeah, oh shit is is is. It is projected. <laughs> this, this is insane to me. Which, but I guess it makes sense because it, it it's predicted to possibly be the first movie they're saying to have an opening weekend of over you know two hundred million dollars or I mean uh three hundred million dollars. Yeah. So I guess this number is not totally out of the ballgame. They are projecting this movie to open with a worldwide opening weekend. 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 I said weekend. Weekend. Opening weekend worldwide 
$840 million opening weekend worldwide. Guys, they're talking about Avengers Endgame making nearly a billion dollars in its opening weekend worldwide. Um, Yeah, uh, the honor is currently held. It said that would break the record. Which the record is currently held by Infinity War, yeah, makes sense. Which garnered six hundred and forty point four million on its opening Fuck. weekend in twenty eighteen. Um, so that would be more than two hundred million dollars more, yeah. than Infinity War made. Um, ooh, man, yeah. and so yeah, and then just to spin that back around, they're talking about it possibly being the first movie to break $300 million Damn. domestically yeah. in its opening weekend. And we should say the record that they would break would be Their own. Infinity yeah. Wars. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, by, in case you guys didn't know by now, uh, Disney owns like every fucking opening you weekend record basically uh, now. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's Avengers crazy. Infinity Wars entire run took $2.048 billion mm. the movie made. Yeah. Uh, I think this one could potentially make more more oh my gosh well i mean there's it's such anticipated man ever since everybody vanished away and dusted away that people have been waiting seriously and i mean put with captain marvel coming out they've been waiting for more teases so i'm really excited i cannot wait oh me, me too and okay so just digging deeper here it says that the why they think it's going to have the advantage of making more and doing better is um apparently china mm-hmm. is gonna open it on uh a Wednesday, mm-hmm. so it's going to have a five-day opening weekend in China mm. versus a three-day opening weekend by Infinity War. Uh, so it's going to yeah. have a couple extra days to pull in some extra yeah. money on the opening weekend worldwide, yeah. thanks to the China box yeah. office. So, I mean, you know, you know, I'm I'm pulling for it, man. I think it can do it. I mean, eight hundred. These numbers are insane. I know, eight hundred and forty million dollars in one weekend. Woo! Now, I mean, I know it was expensive to make. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> yeah. how do you say it's not going to break more than $2 billion if it makes almost a billion in the weekend? Exactly. One weekend. And I like, mean, going back to our industry news, shot in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, a huge <laughs> part of it, a significant part of it, of both Infinity War and Endgame yeah. shot. Civil War, like a bunch of yeah, Black Panthers. Almost all of the Marvel movies, if not completely shot, were largely shot in Atlanta. In Atlanta. So, yeah. Think about that. Yeah, exactly. Think about that. Seriously. When we talk about it, you don't know what we're talking about? Listen to the front of the show. Yeah. You're joining get... us late? You're just skipping ahead? Uh, Listen to the front of the show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For all those listeners who pop in after the guest interview. All right, hey, exactly. Go listen. Yeah, go listen. We got some informative shit. <laughs> man, it's so good. One-stop shop. One-stop. Oh, man. But now it is time for the IMDb Pro's top trending segment. Man, we just love this app. We support this thing. You guys know. You've heard, heard our sound bites. We love this thing because we can stay connected to anyone in the entertainment industry. We can see each day's box office. Yeah. We can track what's in development, what's in post-production, what's in pre-production. If you are in the entertainment industry and you do not have this app, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, seriously. I mean, it, it's, it's reasonably priced. I mean, it's really inexpensive for all of the stuff that yeah. it allows you to do. And even if you're not in the industry, but just want to like know everything about your favorite star, yeah. Or like, 
Like Hinkley with Jodie Foster. Exactly. No. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Do not. Do not. That was a joke. That was a joke. Oh, but goodness. seriously, though, you can track movies. Yeah. Like if you if you can't remember when the movie's going to open at the box office, yeah. or if you want to know, like what we just said, how much money it's making at the box office, or exactly. all kinds of stuff. Just say, you can track. They yeah. have this little thing where you can just go to the page mm-hmm. and hit track, and it'll alert you every time something happens with your favorite TV show or movie or actor. I mean, it's, how cool is that? It's so awesome. It's yeah. so awesome. We love it. We love it. Well, the top trending movie this week by no surprise making a lot of buzz in hollywood once upon a time in hollywood man we we love this freaking trailer because it starts off with our buddy we know and love the one and only spencer gary i'm just gonna say it i think it's the number one trending movie on imdb pro because because of spencer, of spencer Garrett. Garrett. I, I mean agree. it's the very first thing you see yep. he is the very first thing you see yeah so how many times do you think his page was hit up on imdb oh, yeah. pro you after know that what? trailer you know you know they what? were like who's this guy spencer Garrett? yeah oh, that's who he is exact track <laughs> <laughs> track that's hey. right if you're not tracking spencer garrett on imdb pro track him this man is is a legend seriously he, he just phenomenal actor phenomenal talent but even more so a phenomenal guy seriously. track him go go check out his imdb pro page and track him yeah seriously and we're so excited about this film too because we just love the late 60s and 70s hollywood man we're just we're actually watching a documentary right now talking about the history of hollywood and it's eventually going to get to this point so yeah i just uh, love it yeah with our buddy ed yeah. ed asner ed asner RK, it's a great documentary about rko pictures yeah. And, and yeah hosted by ed asner so uh, there you go. So good, so good. Look that up on YouTube, guys. It's really good. It's really good. Well, the top trending TV series is a Netflix one, Love, Death, and Robots. Now, I attempted to watch this one, <laughs> and it was very interesting, to say the least. Let's just say the animation looks like video game animation, which I've never seen before in, like, television or film for anime. So I think that's a little weird, and it's kind of like... A game, basically. I feel like there are certain moments where it's supposed to be a mission, and this is where you're supposed to play. So I don't know if maybe that's what happened, and they just kind of turned it into a series, because, I mean, it's all connected in the entertainment industry, because if you think about how storytelling games are, it's basically a movie. Like an interactive movie. I mean, that's what uh, basically Bandersnatch was. Uh, Black Mirror's Bandersnatch. Okay. Yeah, so I just... I don't know, man. I don't... So, so, so... What's better, dirt <laughs> or this one? I mean, dirt is more entertaining, but <laughs> no, no doubt about it. You'll definitely lose some um, some intelligence watching both of those. <laughs> so, so, okay, so just so you guys know, you're keeping track. JLo, fantastic. A couple of misses for Netflix. Yeah, uh, in in, in JLo, fantastic's opinion, yeah. which is a solid, educated opinion. Yep. A couple of misses Man, for Netflix. I'm just saying. I'm I want to step saying. up that game. You got some people coming. I mean, <laughs> you got yeah. some people coming. I mean. They did just release The Highwayman about that Bonnie and Clyde sheriffs oh, that yeah. came out today. That came out today. Mm-hmm. So you know what's on the agenda today? Like, Doom Patrol exactly. and The Highwayman. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Boom! Oh my goodness. <laughs> and the top trending star by no surprise, our leading lady who we know and love, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. Yeah, She's killing it right now. I just bought a Captain Marvel lanyard. She's badass, man. I like, mean, totally. And, and oh, I can't wait. If you want to hear some really great things about Brie Larson, because we all know she's a sweet heart but we get it confirmed by the one and only akira Akbar, yeah. who talks about what a great time she had working with brie and yep. how fun it was and all that so you you got you can't miss that yeah I mean, that, you're gonna love that interview next week next episode week. 61 listen 61. to that yes. our big marvel episode our big marvel episode man it's gonna be so <laughs> freaking be fantastic i love it i love it now switching it over to music side of things ariana's 
back in it, man. I don't, I don't know how she does it. Honestly, the music game Billboard loves her. I don't, I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> so Hot 100 went to Seven Rings, Ariana Grande. Top take, 200. T- take a break. Take a break. <laughs> still not a Beatle. Still, still not, not a Beatle. Still not a Beatle. Still not a Beatle. The <laughs> top 200 album is still Juice World Death Race for Love. That's the second week at number one. But Artist of the Week switched back to Ariana Grande. The top radio song is still Halsey Without Me. This is her third week there. Now, this is the interesting thing that we brought up earlier in the show, and that's top digital song sales goes back to Shallow, A Star Is Born. Top digital album sales goes back to A Star Is Born, and top digital Hard copy sold goes back to A Star Is Born. Now, that's interesting because it keeps, you know, bouncing back and forth on the chart, keeps reclaiming the top spot. Yeah. And remember, we still have the re-release of the film coming where there's extended like songs. Like 12 extra minutes. And, and a whole song that we haven't even heard haven't even yet. Heard. So I, I wonder how, that. I bet we see Ooh, another rise yeah. in the soundtrack after that yeah. comes out. What if they re-release another soundtrack with those extra songs? With the songs? bonus songs, yeah. A deluxe edition. Yeah, because that one song, like I said, isn't on the soundtrack yeah. either. It wasn't in the movie or on the soundtrack. Oh, so, man. Yeah, there's potential there. Oh, man. If they would have put that in it, he would have been nominated for Best Director. <laughs> should have kept it should've in. Should have been. Should have oh, been. Man. He really should have been. He honestly, I don't know if he should have won or not. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of opinion there, here yeah. or there, but, but he, he should have been, been nominated, man. It, it was just a phenomenal film, a phenomenal job by him. He should have been nominated. Agreed. Bradley, come on the show. Let's talk about this, man. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Seriously. Seriously. I, you know, I want to talk about Will from Alias, okay? Man? Hell yeah. I remember you from Will from Alias. Come I, on the show, man. man. Come on the show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> J-Lo wasn't born yet. I don't even I was, remember Dumbo Cartier. Whatever, man. What is Will from Alias? <laughs> what is that? Oh, that was goodness. like, what, 20 years ago? <laughs> I was two then, so let's <laughs> no, at least you yeah, were born. At least at I least was born. You were born. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, guys, thank you for coming and getting crazy with us on our big 60th episode, man. It was fun fantastic mark valley rebecca kennedy y'all are just so phenomenal make sure to go follow each of them at their social media handles they're just so epic they're both on twitter and instagram oh yeah yeah make sure to follow us on our social media handles facebook twitter instagram youtube reddit everywhere at crazy ant media make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast inside the crazy ant farm anywhere you can get your podcast we're anywhere and everywhere we also just released our commercial for our podcast that you might see out and about at your local theaters here soon so soon, yep. make sure to go check that out we're also going to be putting that up on our website crazyantmedia.com where you can check out everything that we're doing you can read our professional bios it's absolutely fantastic man so we just love coming back each and every week and bringing you the latest and greatest hollywood news absolutely and hey all of our la friends if you're out and you want to hit up with us we're coming out in a couple weeks we are we, we are in a couple weeks yeah. we got, oh we're gonna be tearing it up oh man the ants up. are coming man the ants are coming prepping for the move I cannot not wait cannot <laughs> wait are you guys ready are you that's ready? right are you ready exactly because we're coming exactly exactly and one person who is gonna know that we're coming to hollywood oh, oh fuck! Fuck!